Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ Wednesday the 23rd of March And well, we've got a jam-packed show for you today It's all happening around New Zealand and around the world We've got Tony Kemp and Louis Herman Watt in the house Baz McCullum <clears throat> Sorry about that, I've got a little something in my throat Baz McCullum, he's over at the IPL We just had a wee catch-up with him uh, about half an hour ago And we're going to talk to him we're going to play that interview just after 7 o'clock. It was great to have a chat to our Skip Baz. The Skip McCallum, he's preparing with the Calcutta Knight Riders uh, over in India, and they take on the Chennai Super Kings on March the 26th. They take on Stephen Fleming, so it's a rematch of the final that uh, unfolded last year when they went down against Stephen Fleming's Chennai Super Kings. So that will come up for our Razine Cricket catch-up just after 7 o'clock. Uh, you enjoy that. It was good to chat to our good mate and skip of the show, Baz McCullum. Then following that, we're going to have a wee chat to this one, Dr. Mark Fulcher. He's president of the Australasian College of Sport and Exercise Physicians, medical director for Football New Zealand. We're going to chat COVID. We're going to chat COVID and the long-term effects and also the challenges we face heading into the winter. Winter yet, uh, a lot of flus will be coming around and, uh, well, it's going to be a pretty tough old winter for us in New Zealand. So looking forward to chatting to Mark Vulture. He is uh, a man that knows it all. And also the challenges that the Super Rugby sides or any any sports teams face when they are trying to get back from COVID. We've heard that most of the Super Rugby teams are dealing with their own cases. I've heard from people that I know have got, got COVID and the fatigue that lingers for many, many months. It's going to be pretty tough to be able to come back and play uh, top-line sport. And 
and uh, play as well as you want to. So looking forward to chatting to Dr. Mark Vulture about that. Um, great get for you, Louis, when he spoke about that yesterday on the WhatsApp machine. I said, mate, that'll be awesome. I think everyone will be quite intrigued and interested about what he has to say. And then after eight, we're going to have a catch-up with Monty Beatham to talk boxing. Sonny Bill Williams fights tonight. Looking forward to watching that fight. He takes on Barry Hall, the AFL hard man. And he also trains Kevin Mialamu. And honestly, I was in Auckland. I had a wee chat to, um, to, to a couple of blokes up in Auckland that, that are in the boxing scene. They said, honestly, Kevin Mialamu can box. There is real big, big things about him. He is pretty, pretty handy. I know Monty's been training him too, so we'll have a wee chat about that. And we'll also get Kempi and him to have a wee chat about the Warriors, the Wowos, because they've named, they've named a new side. Injury Thash Taylor, so Cody Nikorima comes in. <laughs> Whew, lot of, lots of changes over the first couple of weeks, so we'll get uh, Uncle's chat on that. If he's in the studio, we've got to find out if he's... Near it at the moment. Cut it out. Cross over there shortly. <laughs> like Cinerama, mate, out of the gates, jump the fullback. I'm cruising. <laughs> You're cruising, brother. And then to end the show, we're going to have a catch up with Mick Gear and our Hydro Flow catch up. Talk about self assured and uh, all things racing and punting leading into the weekend. She's a quiet weekend, actually. But um, we'll, we'll get a wee little lead in. If anyone knows anything about what's going on in the horse world, that is Mick Gear, and I get all my gravy off his Twitter page. It's good, good chat. So looking forward to having a chat to Mickey G. Anyway, like always, give us a text on the text machine, double eight double three ten four bed post text machine, or give us a call on the Kennard's Hire phone line, 0800 150 811. Anyway, that's enough for me. Morena Fano there in Auckland. We've got Tony Kemp and Louis Herman White. We've got John Kez in the back and Morning Aroha. Hope you're all doing well. How are you, brothers? Yeah, Morena, Morena, I'm going well, Izzy. I Melting got out of bed in, yeah. nice and early this morning. <laughs> I can tell you, I wasn't going to let Joe have have two up on me. It was bad enough <laughs> listening to the rat come in and tell me that rats are never late yesterday, so that won't happen again today. Rats never sleep, Kempi, ever. Ever, <laughs> ever. Um, you should talk to Joe. I'm sure there was a time last year when he was pretty close, eh, Louis? There was a time last year when he no, was really close. Yeah, oh, no, Kimpy, don't worry. Joe's got about 30 indiscretions. <laughs> oh, uh, he that? locked himself out of the studio. Mate, that's, well, he never yeah. told me that yesterday. He, yeah. he, Joe disappeared mid-show. He left, <laughs> and, he, and he, was, he seemed quite fragile at the time. So I was, like, genuinely concerned because he just left at, like, 20 past 8 and didn't come back. And it was, like, 10 minutes later, and I said to Kez, I was like, where's Joe? Like, is he okay? Because he was looking pretty run down. And uh, he was just outside because he didn't take a swipe guard. Yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty <laughs> loose, Joe. You can, see, you can tell that with those shorts that he wears. His mother's cut off Levi's. <laughs> oh, uncle, uncle, uncle. I'm saving my shot, man. I'm saving my shot. <laughs> you only get one, mate. Don't forget you got 13 indiscretions. I've got 13 comebacks. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, so you did the total opposite last night. I said to you, what time did you get up? And you said you got up at 2 o'clock. So you've gone oh. from waking up at 6 to 4 hours early to yeah. going to 2 o'clock. What are you doing up uh, at look, 2, I, man? I hate letting people down. It's you know, it's nothing worse than someone who's late, and, and there'll be a lot of guys out there that understand that. Um, but, yeah, I, I sat in my bed last night just playing around with my alarm. And see, something definitely wrong with my iPhone. My alarm was – it had one sort of beep on the alarm and then it was going silent. And I couldn't – for the life of me, I still can't work it out. So I might give it to Joe 
our tech our tech need to have a look at it this morning to see if we can get my alarm going. Mate, and I was just waking up. I was waking up every hour. Sabotage you, mate. What are you thinking? Oh, yeah. Look, well, I walked in here, Izzy, and I've walked in here this morning, mate, and honestly, it's like a sauna. It's like 70,000 <laughs> so degrees in here. here. Joe's, like, Joe's like got something up at the moment. He's like, turn it into a sauna. He sabotaged my alarm. I just am worried about my car. I've got a key card here that probably won't get me in. He only gave me that this morning. It's like three weeks late. Um, but yeah, it's um, mate. And then when I woke up at two o'clock, that was it. I went, oh man, I'm getting up. I'm, I'm getting up. Going to have a cup of tea and watch a bit of telly. And before I knew it, mate, it was time to have a shower and get in here. And uh, I'll tell you now, I was real happy to be in here. I didn't want to <laughs> see. I didn't know that you guys videoed stuff. I thought Joe was taking a photo of me yesterday. I'm a, my wife grabs a phone and she says, oh, have you seen this? And I just burst out laughing, go, man, I thought there's a photo in that video of me walking in, <laughs> walking in half asleep. Tail between your legs. I mean, oh, and there were a couple of guys, Izzy, I don't know if you're up here in the studio, but a couple of guys were in here that like, SEN were probably trying to, they, they looked like sponsors and they, they were waving out all yeah. the time into the studio to say hello. I mean, mate, I'm in here with shorts and a singlet. I didn't even have any shoes on. Yeah, you know, didn't, didn't have my hair done. And I could tell that they wanted to say hello. And I've walked out. Yeah. And like at nine o'clock in the cafe out in the in the building, it's packed, mate. And they yeah. say going, hi, like this, and I'm just keeping my head down, walking out Is straight out the door. Is that where you went yesterday? Yeah, mate. I was like, man, no one can see me like this. <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone out bare feet, singing out. Gun showing, and you walk straight through. We're trying to sell some sponsorship. You're trying to sell some sponsorship. Oh, yeah. No, meet Tony Kemp, our, our breakfast, our breakfast host. <laughs> Just you know, <laughs> rolled out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's content, mate. That's uh, content. It's all about content. Don't worry, radio, Joe's, Joe. didn't miss a beat. He he copped it all on video, so he didn't miss nothing. I'll, t- I'll give you something, um, Kempi, mate. You turned up and you, you put on a smile. You took it like a man. And, well, mate, we got on and we had a ripper of a show. Not that uh, Stephen thought about it. But, anyway, we'll move on. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, Kiz? Took it like a man, mate. Didn't come, didn't come bouncing off the ropes or that. Like that question you had was in 92 where the answer was for Brett. <laughs> hey, Kempi, I've actually got something. It's kind of like... It rivals what you did as a blowout, and it's kind of like backwards. Um, and this is pretty embarrassing. I don't know if it's embarrassing for me or just for everyone involved. But yeah, last week on Thursday, I came and said I had great touch semi final last night, lads. We got up four, five, four, and was like fizzing for this mm. week for the final. Um, so my good mate Nige Gibb, uh, Gibbo, one of one of your boys. What are, what are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I know Nige. Yeah, Nige yeah. Gibb, Vipers, is it? Um, yeah. Yeah, Vipers, mate. Yeah, he. So I played touch with him, and and he runs the cutter. He runs the admin for this touch team up here, and I hadn't heard from him this week. And I was thinking, gee, it's finals week. Like I've just been like percolating. Like I've just been like just doing for my fitness, like eating well. Like I want to give it my all for this thirty-five <laughs> minutes of social touch, the final. And I, like, I haven't heard from Nige. That's weird. Flicked him a message yesterday. I said, yeah, what time's our final tomorrow? And he said. Mate, the final was last week. And I said, oh, shit, did we win? And he's like, no, we played it after our semi and you left. Is that right? And I was like, are you kidding? And I rung him. I was like, mate, are you kidding? And he's like, nah. He's like, I was like, but I just left. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, why did nobody tell me that the final was on? And he's like, well, Huey, one of the lads, said, Louie, are you not staying? And I was like, no, nah, i got breakfast radio. And he just thought you were just like, no, nah, you've got breakfast radio, you've got to go. I was like, mate. I was like, 
I didn't know <laughs> that the final was on after the semi because of COVID, because the weeks had and some rain. They'd put the final after the semi. And I thought the guys were, because there's a mixed team that play in our colours, and they had a game yeah. and then our final was after that game. So I thought he was saying, oh, you're not just you're not staying for the mixed final this week. And I was like, no, no, i got to go. I'll be back next week for our final. And I've just blasted oh. off, and nobody's rung me. Yeah, and and, that, and that's the, the and that's the that's the real hard one for me to understand is that everyone's got a mobile these days. They weren't saying, "Hey, hey, mate, we're it's actually the final." But they, no one thought to text you and say that, or just, ring you. They didn't ask. They didn't. Is he? Come on. They didn't What's think critically on, enough that <laughs> I, they just thought I was like, "Nah, no, I've got to go." Like he's they he, nah, he's got to go. He's how, gotta, many, how many errors have you got on you? <laughs> like seriously, how many errors have you got in here during a game? It's like they don't want me. <laughs> I would be, I would be looking for a new team. Seriously, the boys they lost six two, and they had six players because another another guy did the oh. same thing, and they did it, and they couldn't get a hold of him. But Nige goes, oh well, yeah, I suppose it probably would have been my my job to ring you, but I was playing, and then it just kind of happened, and I just thought you weren't that interested. I was like, mate. <laughs> like I've been oh, pre- no. mentally preparing for a final. And all week. Nigel's been ignoring you all week. Well, nobody mentioned. Nobody spoke about the loss. I didn't know they played the final until yesterday. Until I asked what time the final was. Yeah, I think there's a little bit more that to is. go there, is he? I think there's just yeah, a little bit more. That that is, that, that let's weird. get Nigel on. Can we? Can we get Nigel on the on the phone? Get him to answer himself. Yeah, get him to get him to answer <laughs> why he left you out. Well, seriously, because he did, he left you out. They thought that I just had said nah. Is that the excuse he's given you? Oh, look, there's a couple of <laughs> mitigating factors. One of them being they only, they, the lads only found out the final was that night kind of as they were walking over and it just didn't make it back. But I was like, why didn't you call me? And they're like, oh, we just thought that you were just gone. I was like, no, boys, this probably is like, errors, wow. mate. Probably, they would probably have called you right. if they need, if they really like. If you go, <laughs> if you're ripping it up, you're like the star player. They'll be like straight on that phone, bro. Need you get back here? Come on, Louis. But then they're like, you're walking off. And they're like, oh, Louis, man, he's got a mouth on him. He just, <laughs> he's got, he he's starts, got some talk. <laughs> he starts getting hurt. He gets us penalised. He gets us. That must be it, bro. It must be it. Maybe this is the truest reflection of my ability ever. And um, and boys, yeah, I was hurt. Oh, Nige, Oi. Nige, bounce hurt. back, mate. Bounce back. Give him a call, Louis. Give him a call. Give Nige a call and get the rundown and say, look, let's be honest, man. Like I've been thinking about. It. I've been simmering on this for over uh, since overnight, and I've been like. Yeah, Kempe's brought up a little thing that I never really wanted to think about. I never yeah, really yeah, wanted to yeah, go yeah, down yeah. that line. I think I, I didn't want to believe down. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But can you just tell me you didn't want me? Did you not want me? Hey. I've been playing hard and... I've been, I've yeah. been, I've been diving for the corners, <laughs> scuffing up my hips, my knees, but I've also been obviously just, you know just fumbling that, that one out of dummy half one too many times. You know, you, when you got that bloke, you know, he's called, he normally called Kick Kenny. You know, he always gets the ball and kicks it out on the full. You know, like I can see what Nigel was dealing with, mate. So, so they would, they rather, they would rather play with six no subs in a final than have me there. Yeah. That's brutal. Eh? Can't, just read between the lines. Be a man. Read the room, yeah. man. All right. Well, Nigel, you'll be, Nigel will hear this. The boys will hear this. This will be going into a podcast and going into the touch group right now, and um, and then we'll get the right of reply. And and I, look, and boys, if you want to move on from me, just tell me. You know, don't just leave me out of the final like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I told Bezlo. No, you'll hear that on the. You'll hear that on the. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mark, I'll double eight, oh. double three. It's not a case of being the weakest link. Wow. Mark, I think I think that's what we've determined. <laughs> no, no phone call. Not even a missed call. Not even like they didn't even ring and then hang up so it looked like I'd missed a call, you know? Make fun of you two. Seriously. But... Like you, it's a week later, Louis. It's a week later, and you've only just found out that the final game been played. Like, surely because they would have said, "Ah, oh, well done for the year, lads, and uh, thank you for your effort." Um, wasn't meant to be hey. straight after, but you've heard nothing. He runs. <laughs> he runs hell? a defensive masterclass in the midfield, Nige. But as far as an admin cutter, bit of work to be done yeah. there. There's a bit. Of, <laughs> so look, that was me, boys. That's my disappointment. So I'll keep. Kempi was sleeping, and I was leaving early. Yeah, well, I wasn't thinking about finals, mate. I'd played all my finals, and you probably just playing a what, what's that? Your first final? Was that your first one? Yeah, they left you out. Like, oh, I'm not going to say anything, mate. Like, the, you've got you've got a lot of banter, mate. I just I reckon you get Nigel on, and we we just have it out. Iron it out. Iron it out. I'll follow this one up tomorrow at the same time. Save it for save it for purely six o'clock because nobody actually cares. No. <laughs> <laughs> nobody actually cares. <laughs> Oh, I love it, love it, boys. So uh, we've got a big show today. We've got a big show. We're going to have a wee chat show with Baz very, very short. I'm looking forward to the doctor one, uh, Louis, Dr. Yeah. Mark Fulcher. Um, he's, uh, like, when you brought that up yesterday, because it's, it's pretty intriguing, you know, like when you have a conversation about, like, these athletes that have got to come back and try and perform at, at the best of their ability. But, like, I've known COVID cases down here in Christchurch, and, like, they struggle, man. They struggle for, like, long periods of time with fatigue and just feeling real down and out. And, like, this week, uh, the Crusaders potentially going to, um, you know, put a put an understrength side on to take on the Chiefs. Oh, man. Like, you know, it's a, a difficult situation yeah. that these people have to put through, uh, put through at the moment. So I'm looking forward to that one, man. Yeah, is, you're so right, Izzy. Look, a couple of things there. Um, and we'll talk about it later this week or maybe today as well. Crusaders putting an understrength an under side out against the Chiefs with the Chiefs have got their tails up. This has got bad graveyard omens. I'm feeling very nervous about this weekend. Um, the next thing, Bowden Barrett was on the news last night talking about how he's like got these lingering effects and he's had a real mm. tough go of it after that concussion and um, you know Bodie well is he like he's a competitor a hard competitor and he said that the lingering effects are hurting him so you know these athletes with the clearest pipes and the most fit kind of athletes they're struggling what about what about me I mean yeah. what about if I got or Joe or just a punter or you know like playing with their winter sport mm. got it and want to play some footy like it's gonna so that's what Mark's going to talk about you know us out there it, coming into winter how we can kind of look after our bodies and and what we can watch out for about those lingering effects. So, yeah, any questions on that, Double eight, double three, or the Kenard's Hire phone line, 0800 150 uh, Warriors side has been named. The Australian women's cricket team just keeps rolling on. There's plenty of sports to update. We'll do some of that after this. It is 20 minutes past 6 o'clock. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz coming up after 7 o'clock. Izzy down in Christchurch. Kempi here with me. He's about to console me as I realise the reality of my touch career might be over. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. And have results in just 15 minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ, we are 26 minutes past 6 o'clock this morning. One thing that's been evident during this Women's Cricket World Cup, uh, lads, has, well, been the disappointment and the genuine disappointment of how the White Ferns have performed. But on the flip side of that, it's been Australia. 
and how Meg Lanning's mm. team have just dominated. And yesterday, I think they were paying about a dollar twenty-five, a dollar thirty odd to win the tournament. I think you'd be running that through all your multis, Izzy, because they have got the balance of batting power, tactical nous, hard edge, hard running, mm. fielding, and bowling. They've just got it. That they are so far and away the most complete team in this tournament. It's been quite scary to watch. They were very, very impressive yesterday um, when I was having a wee watch throughout the, throughout the evening. And um, mate, I was so impressed with, uh, with. Look, I was impressed with South Africa to be honest as well. Like they actually batted reasonably well. At the end of the day, they were probably thirty runs shy. The pitch was actually batting quite easy uh, for the batters. They were actually it was quite true and, and had a nice solid bounce, even bounce throughout the throughout the um, pitch. So they were able to score runs um, relatively easily. Um, so I thought they were a little bit shy, but they batted uh, as well as they could have in in, um, in that first innings. Uh, the difference was, I feel, was uh, the bowlers, the, the spin bowlers. I, I I was watching yesterday, and, and they did some analysis on on the game, and they sh- they did the spreadsheet on and how the where the spin bowlers were actually um, pitching their balls and the groupings that they were able to achieve. South Africa, they were quite wayward with without their spin bowling and and giving uh, the Australians. A lot of time to score runs on both sides of the of the of the park, down leg side on the offside. I think most of the runs were scored uh, on the sweep shot for 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 Australia because South Africa were bowling too straight, uh, and their bowlers were were quite wayward with the spin. Whereas you go to Australia, their their spinners, their groupings were all like just outside off stump, and uh, always in the same position. So giving South Africa only really one scoring opportunity. So I think that was the huge difference yesterday. But uh, Mick Lanning. Wow, what a performance. 135 not out of 130 balls. Um, four, 15 falls, 1-6, mate. Just in a class of their own. And then the thing with Australia is, like, they lost Alyssa Healy for five. And, and like, and that was the difference. They lose someone like that. Meg Lanning comes in. Then you got Talia McGrath comes in and knocks out 35. You've even got number five and six, Ashley Gardner, who comes in and scores 22. That's the difference here. They actually bat deep. Whereas with New Zealand, if we lost the Mele Kerr, we lost Susie Bates, like, you get one more wicket, we just, we're gone, you know? We haven't really got the depth to be able to compete. Whereas Australia, they've got depth right down to seven and eight. So they're going to be hard to beat, Louis. Oh, 100%. They've got that depth there. Just typical Aussies as well, Kimby. Like, just hard-nosed. And they just play, they play like with a vengeance. Yeah, and, you know, you, you've got to you've got to take into account too that they're playing competitions uh, on a regular basis at a high level. Yes. And, and I think, yep. you know, mm-hmm. after talking to all of the, all of the um, people that analyse what's happening in this World Cup, one of the biggest problems that New Zealand's got is that they haven't had hard um, out and out through their whole order um, tough cricket. So, yeah. so when Izzy's talking about, you know, you need your all your all your top four to bat well. You need your bowlers to be grouping the ball well and and, and you know playing out the the game in a really tight situation. Well, Australia do that on a regular basis. They've got they've got every player from one to four hundred that can go on that side and, and do a job for them. And New Zealand are again the small country without the competitions um, are up against it and hopefully. You know what we're doing is sending out a hail mary and hoping the, that everything will come together. So, um, you know, I guess the, the it's really about talking about how do they how do they compete at that level next time around. And what you want is you want all of our girls because we're not going to get that competition down here in New Zealand to be playing in those professional competitions, whether they're up in the UK 
um, or in Australia and then picking those sides to come home and compete mm. against them. Yeah, it's a point Debbie Hockley made really, really well. And, and the other thing, as well as the competitions, is you've got to remember Australia are coming off a of women's ashes. And that was yeah. one of the more uh, kind of scrutinised series of the cricketing calendar, men's or women's. And, and that was, uh, it was a big series. England did push them in different parts and Australia had to really lift. So they are used to it and you're kind of seeing it. It's just yeah, a class of their own is, as he said, it's, um, it's pretty special, eh? Mm. Yeah, that no, was very, very special. And, and, and like you look at the women's bash, the uh, big bash over there. We've got a couple of our Kiwis that go over and, Sophie Devine, she's like a rock star over there. She she goes extremely well, but we just don't have that kind of um, quality going over there all the time playing at the top levels. Like, look, Australia are right there. We should be having a, a series with them, a five uh, five ODI series or Test match series against Australia every single year. They're just across the ditch. Hundred percent. So there is opportunity. There is opportunity there with them right on our doorstep, but they just need to make it happen. And Kempi, I think uh, that's what's going to unfold. Cricket New Zealand getting that job done and uh, pushing forward to that, mate. So good chat. We'll keep talking about the Women's Cricket World Cup, but I think pretty much Aussie have got it in the bag. But that is sport. Anything can happen. Anyway, we're going to cross over and chat to, catch up with Aroha. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> CNZ, we are 27 away from 7 o'clock this morning. Get yourselves up and about on a Wednesday, 23rd of March 2022. So much going on around the world. We're going to talk to Monty Beetham about the Sonny B. Williams-Barry Hall scrap later on after 8 o'clock. Yesterday, the weigh-in. Very interesting. Barry Hall headbutting Sonny B. Williams of sorts. And then his team heard saying, oh, Sonny didn't know how to react. He doesn't know how to handle it. The pressure cooker. So they are in his head they're trying to rattle SBW because he's admitted he's a little bit nervous. So I'll ask Monty if he thinks Sonny Bill can be rattled and what might happen there later on tonight. That'll be a great one to follow. But loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing, news, reviews, previews, lads. And today we've got a meet at Pukakui, Pukakaui Park. Um, there's some trials down at Rickerton, but they're up at Pukakaui and Industry Day. Some small fields, only, what do we got? Eight race card, but I reckon there is one that we can back in race number three, I think. Yes, it is. Race number three. Uh, Tavi with me, race number three. David Green trained. It's number four here. Barrier seven. Rahul Bamood will do the riding, so we'll claim down four. So we'll only have 52 kilograms on its back. Uh, be the lighter, lighter weighted horse by quite some distance in this race. And Tavi with me, uh, a couple of runs back, actually ran behind Asterix, who went up to win the derby. Um, and that was over 2,100 metres or 2,000 metres uh, that day. Since then, has won at the course and distance over the 2,100. Uh, Pukekohe is an interesting little park. It's a, a place that you probably want your horses to have run around and gone well at before. So broke the maiden last start. Don't see any reason why Tavi with me. Short enough, $2.30. Wouldn't be keen to go that much shorter. Um, Small field too. Small. 
Small field too, mate. You right? You got it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, it's so uncomfortable in here. Seriously. Honestly, it's like, I don't know. I can't sit down. I can't keep still. It's, you know, mate, he's, he's got me. He's got me, Jay. He's got me rattled. It's like, tor- it's like torture. He's, he's like, look at him. He's pissing his pants in here too. It is hot in here, but you, you're, you're kind of like starting to freak me out. Thank you, Ben. No, this ain't freaking you out, mate. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, right, well, Tavi with me anyway. <laughs> race number three today. I reckon course distance with a last start could go two from two. And another one, an interesting runner at nice odds that I think is worth an each way ticket at the price is race number five, Moana. Now, Moana was a super horse, a super three year old uh, last season, was racing up against Brando, those sorts of nice horses. Uh, Aegon ran in behind, ran in behind to Armorelina. I've got no idea how it's still a maiden. 11 starts. It's never won, but it's run second twice, third twice, fourth twice. Chad Ormsby and Michael McNabb team up here. I thought last preparation in the spring it was going to break its maiden, but it just didn't get quite right. Resumed this time in with the fourth. Uh, It's a talent, and it should be winning a race at some stage. So from barrier one, at $6.50, $2.40, each way, all day, race number five, Moana. Izzy, there are my two little selections today. Like that, Louis. Like that, Louis. I had a look at uh, at race number three, and you've gone with Tavi with me. So I'm going to do you a favour because I've backed Shockerzilla. I've backed Shockerzilla quite a, a couple of times, and it's it's, it's number one. It's second favourite. So what I'll do is I'll get on there to to make it to stop it from running good. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you stay off on, it, mate. mate. You just give us yeah, the bully. You just give us the bully. <laughs> nah, shock, Alia. That's uh, a. It's a nice. That no, nah, that's a nice chance, is he? And it isn't. It isn't mm. even enough race there. The only thing. Uh, the only the uh, the big d- the difference between uh, Tavi with me and Shock Alia for me is once you take mm. that four kg claim of Rahul, he's carrying fifty two and a half. Shock Alia. Shock Alia has got to give it seven and a half kilos and still win. Yeah. But if it's that much better of a horse, it'll do it. So we'll see. I like it head to head. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And then I've seen another one, mate, that I've backed before because someone's led me into it. Super Daisy. Super Daisy race six. Super Daisy's race six. And it's got Taiki Yanagira on. And he's been on a heater as well lately, old Taiki. So I might have a wee look at that one, mate. Might have a wee look at that one and lead into uh, a wee Taiki Yanagira with Super Daisy. Got a few texts here, Louis, for you. Uh, get new mates, Louis. Could have been worse, though, cousin. What if what if they won and you miss Mad Monday? See, there's a positive out of it. What if they won? No, I bet you, and they you didn't even know about it till day. I bet you they would have been calling me then because I, you I, pay for everything, I yeah. am Mad Monday. Oh uh, yeah, I put the Mad in Mad Monday, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, Daggy likes that. <laughs> so yeah, they would have been on the case then. But yeah, you're right. At least they lost six two. Mate, put the boot in. Go on, get in there. They would have all heard it by now. Boys, jeez, Kempi's really made me look into my heart a little bit, look into my soul. I just think think you're really loyal and you give people just a little bit too much of the benefit of the doubt, mate. Personally, me, that's a no-go with me. I'd be just like, who was the team that beat him? I'd be lining up them for sure. (laughs) I'll be at the first training session. I'll be doing laps. Right in front of the <laughs> run, of, right in front of their coach and their captain. Um, quite a yeah. social touch, Kempi. <laughs> I mate, I don't care. I don't care if it's social touch or if it's professional touch because in the final next year, I'd be in that other team and I'd be whipping them twelve <laughs> two. 
<laughs> and see what you missed out on, boys. All right, we need to get to the, we need to get off uh, to Quizzy Dag, and we need to open this door. Gee, I'm about to pass out in here. It is unbelievable. It is like <laughs> it's like um some sort of sauna day or something. Is yeah, it international back, sauna? It's backfired on you. Eh? It's backfired on you. The old let's get Kempi and the old sauna going because you've got to sit in here with me, mate. And just so that you know, I've seen a few saunas. So let's turn it up, Joe. Let's get it right <laughs> up, mate. It's not hot enough. <laughs> Quizzy Dag after this. Oh, eight hundred one five zero eight. And good luck if you get the quiz today. Of it's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Or oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150. 8-11 Bang! That's gold ripping So we got a good one for you today And good luck I've had a look Oh, wow Kez is angry And I've said I'm going to go to Brett from Huntley Because I love it when Brett opens up the batting For the team on the Quizzy Dag Morena Uncle Brett Morena Kazi here With a strike rate of over 200 And an average of 3 <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, oh, oh, you got a, you got a little uh, little something for for Louis, haven't you? I uh, just thought, bro, get get new teams. Oh, I reckon Uncle Kimpy is right, bro. You, it's special touch, but you don't get scabs on your sins or summer. For these fellas to say you had like that. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> exactly. And my my knees, my hips, my elbows, it's terrible, Brett. Hey, you're putting your body on the line, Cass. Yeah. Have, a look at, have a look in the mirror, Louie. Go home, give yourself an uppercut. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Seriously. Jeez. Oh, how good. How good, Brett. We got you, Louie. <laughs> yeah, uncle's on your team. Thanks, Brett. Here we go, Uncle. Here we go. Question number one. Where will the next Sale GP race be held? Five. I don't know. Call it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That was a a classic He's actually gone He's gone already You gotta find a friend Uncle Well you're gone (laughs) See you Have a good day We're gonna go to Brenton in Auckland Morning Brenton Hey brother How are you man? Hey man Good 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 Question number one mate Where will the next sale GP race (laughs) Have you got it? Or are you gonna quit it all tomorrow? No, I'll find a friend. I'll at least you have a little attempt. Uh, yeah. Somewhere near the Golden Gate. San Francisco. That'll do. Yeah, That's like that is. Yeah, can be. Nice, nice and precise and pretty obvious. Here we go. Question number two. <laughs> <laughs> who, who did Chris Wood overtake to become the All Whites all time leading goal scorer? I heard that Five. yesterday, and I can't remember a thing. Oh. Can I have another phone? No. Get out of here, Absolutely not. <laughs> Later, <Later. Later. laughs> See you, Later. Later. We're going to get a Luke from Dunedin. Morning, Luke. Oh, morning, boys. How are we? All good. Thank you, bud. Question number two. Who did Chris Wood overtake to become the All Whites all-time leading goal scorer? Five. Oh, can I get a phone and friend? Four. Uh, yeah. I think he might have played for Coventry. Oh, oh. 
tough. Yeah. Wouldn't have written. <laughs> yeah. no, oh, that's a good guess. <laughs> good guess. <laughs> Speak tomorrow. Sorry, Luke, brother. <laughs> See you, brother. Have a, have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Richie in Upper Hut. Hey, Izzy. Hey, Richie, brother. How we going, bro? Good. Um, I'll go Vaughan Coveney as well. Yeah, Vaughan Coveney is the answer. Well done. Question number three. Who is the current captain of the Australian women's cricket team? That Five. would be Meek Lanning. Oh, good man. Yes, that is Meek Lanning. Okay, question number four. Who was Sonny Bill Williams' last fight? Five, four, three, two, one. Gone. <laughs> oh mate, I got a I got, I got a good phone a friend for this one too. <laughs> oh, sorry, Richie. Go on, brother. Have a good day, mate. We're gonna go to Alvin in Auckland. Morning, Alvin. Alvin. Ooh. Can I go phone a friend? Sorry. <laughs> Alvin, you there? Ah, uh, yeah. Sorry. All good, mate. All good. Question number four. Who was Sonny Bill Williams' last fight? Can I phone a friend, please? You can phone a friend. Ken P? Tai Nui Falafel. <laughs> what was that? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Tai Nui Falafel. Um, I'm just going to say France or both. I guess that's the only <laughs> No, it's not Francois Botha. Sorry, Alvin, mate. Have a good day, brother. Sweet We're going to go to Tim. Tim in Christchurch. Morning, Tim. How are we going, morning? Good, good. Hello? You've had five minutes to Google it. So who was Sonny Bull Williams' oh, last fight? Don't oh, Google So what was the phone friend that, uh, that you had there, uh, Kimby? Tainui Falafel. <laughs> mate, um... Tainui is the tribe. Oh. Iwi, Iwi. Where? Nah, uh, mate. Sorry, I've got nothing. Mm. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. It's a good clue, it's but yeah, you got to be quiet. Where's it going? That's a tough one. Keep calling. So we're gonna go to Simon in Auckland. Keep calling. We're getting close. Keep calling, Simon. Morning. Hey, you, you going? Good, thanks, Si. Good, thanks, brother. Question number four: Who was Sonny Bill Williams' last fight? Is it Waikato Salafi? What a tip. Well done. Question number five. Who ran fifth? One place behind. Can I get an amen in the world's best form race, the the 2022 Telegraph? Who ran fifth? Yep. No one one ever knows that. (laughs) Find a friend? Oh. Oh. Look, at, look, at, look, at, look at Kez, mate. Kez is loving it too. He's going to put the hardest <laughs> questions ever out there. No, no, well, look, the phone, friend, the phone a friend is, you should know this mare. She's, she's, she's a star sprinter. You know, like we've talked about her plenty, and it's the best form race. Last week we spoke about it heaps, so I don't know if we need a phone a friend. It's just the racing, racing public wanted a racing question, so they've got one. I heard you give the first three out, and then now you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Just think of the best one of the best mares in New Zealand. You can't go wrong. 
on trivia. There you go, Zoe. Bang, brother. Well done. <laughs> oh, that is a hard question. Who ran fifth? Mate, is you're not in the top three. You ain't looking at fifth. Well, that's, nah. that's Kez. He's on a heater because Auckland's heating up at the moment. <laughs> Thanks, Simon, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's hot. Kez is on a heater. Simon's on a heater. And this studio is honestly about to catch on fire. Oh, this is a total fire band at the moment. It's like uh, the, the fire hand is all the way around the bottom. I'm hoping that Kempi doesn't overheat in a second and... Um, this actually could be rivaling the temperature of Mumbai. Baz is up after 7 o'clock. We'll have to work out. He'll let us know how hot it is over there. I'm sure it's very, very hot. Um, we'll catch up with him. Impy, great, great, great clues. Great little phone of friends. Kimpy. Mate, that's why you phone a friend. Mm. Yeah. You like that? Dang. wonder why my friends didn't phone me. <laughs> <laughs> Six and a half away from seven. <laughs> We we'll continue to ponder that throughout the break. Home and have results in just 15 minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Our live from Mumbai this morning, uh, Baz and after 7 a.m. on the show, Izzy is loving our misfortune in the sauna up here in Auckland this morning. Oh, well, we will battle through adversity because there's plenty to do, including catch up with Mark Fulcher in the next hour, talk a bit of COVID as well. We're going to talk lots of Sonny Bewilliam and Barry Hall. Do you reckon Baz is playing a bit of golf over in India? Is he? Do you reckon he's living it up? Um, nah, nah, because he's like, uh, I've heard stories, eh? When, when the cricketers wander outside their hotel, mate, they get harassed, they get hounded, and it's pretty tough for them when they're superstars. So he's a bit of a, he's a real superstar over there. So he can't even get out and do anything. So I think it'll be pretty tough. To go and have a hit over there, mate. Yeah, it's not exactly like. Um, well, it's kind of like Kempi walking, walking just through St Mary's Bay. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Please, <Yeah. laughs> you are. Nah, got, you've got to be kidding. They see the. They see the I'm chin feeling... strap. All they see is a big, <laughs> beautiful piece of coconut rough when I'm walking down St Mary's I wonder, Bay. I wonder if Uncle's. I wonder if Uncle's got that little drip. Has he got that little drip? You know that one that just slowly <laughs> goes down the I'm side. I'm actually. Of the I'm actually meditating. Is he? I'm meditating. Off the little strap. <laughs> I am. I'm meditating just so that sweat doesn't come. You know what I mean? It's like it's. That, it's like, you know, when you're sitting there and you know that something's going to happen, I'm like, come on, man, just hold it together. Oh, oh hold it together, mate. We're craving a McCaffrey about now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Test at home and have results in just 15 minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ, March the 23rd of March and it's a Wednesday here and well, we've had a funny old hour because the boys are cooking up in Auckland in the studio, they reckon it's about 50 degrees. Well, we're going to keep the show cooking and we're going to carry on and rip into the next couple of hours because coming up we're going to have a wee chat to Dr Mark Fulcher 
Filcher, sorry, he is president of the Australasian College of Sport and Exercise Physicians. And this is not only about sport, this is everyday life and the effects of COVID. So make sure you stay tuned and have a wee listen to that. It'll be intriguing. We've got some fascinating questions we want to ask Dr. Mark Filcher. And uh, if you've got any questions for him as well, make sure you give us a text on the Tempura of Best Bedpost text machine, double eight double three, and we will get those to him. And then after eight, we're going to have a chat to Monty Beatham. To talk boxing, Sonny Bill Williams fighting tonight, and also he trains Kevin Mialamu, and honestly, I've heard big things that Kevy has got what it takes to be a successful boxer, so looking forward to that conversation with him. I'm going to read a wee little text message here for you, Louis, and you'd know uh, all about this, because I know Baz came on the show, and he backed this horse last time it raced. Also, Louis, how unlucky was Aspen, Colorado? What was the jockey doing with it at 300? It got lost. It should have won. That is from Kevin in Titarangi when it came third on the weekend. Thoughts, mate? Yeah, Aspen, Colorado, he went huge. It went massive, mm-hmm. mate. It's a promising stayer, a big staying filly. Richie knows how to, and Rogan know how to train those. And I think that Richie said that they'll be looking towards the Cups races next year. So don't worry. Just wait until you see Aspen, mm-hmm. Colorado pop up in those famous Cups over the even further distance next year. And, and she's a promising stayer for sure. Beautiful, beautiful, mate. Great question there from Kevy, and uh, I'll read a quick one from Kevy as well. He's very, very passionate this morning. More Louis, New Zealand women's cricket team won't improve until they have their techniques corrected. Their footwork is shocking. Sophie is brilliant as she watches the ball from the hand. That gives you an extra second. A second is a lot. I totally agree. I think our, our batters, they struggled against the spin bowlers. Eh? You can see it. They weren't able to move their feet. They stayed crease bound. They had concrete on their toes. And, and when you're facing the spinners, trust me, I got bowled out a couple of times against spinners. When you don't move your feet and get to the uh, to the you know to get to the ball and, and and get to the where the ball's going to be pitched, she's a tough tough old ass. So uh, great little summation there from Kevy. But right now we're going to have a wee catch up, and it's time to have a little catch up with our one and only Bears McCullum. That's six more. That's beautifully timed. He absolutely pummeled that. Bears and Izzy are talking cricket. Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. Yes, they are. Razine Colour Shops are your paint staying colour and decorating experts. And on the line now, we've got our good skip, the one and only Baz McCullum out of India as his IPL campaign with Kolkata Knight Riders starts to kick into gear. G'day, Bazza! Yeah, boy. I'm sat in team. Everyone going okay over there. Sorry about the beeping of the horns in the background in downtown Mumbai. Mate, going okay. We're flying, mate. You'd have, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. Hey, hey, Kempi, I hear you turned up on time today. Oh, mate, tell me about it. Is he set me up? Is he set me up? Nine months, Baz. You know how I was playing at Dollar Fitty? Kempi was playing five bucks yeah. and he walked in at twenty past. I was loving it. Man, I, I've been carrying these though. pelicans for, since Christmas time, Baz, so I needed a, I needed a morning off, brother. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Smitty was all over it because he had short odds for New Year's as well. Was he? So, oh, mate, and I was like, and I was like paying ten bucks, mate. Blake, Blake's were just get they were they were going to the TAB with trailers. <laughs> oh yeah, it was good fun, though. It was good fun. Bez, uh, how you yeah. going, brother? Yeah. How you going? Well, what's happening over in India? When, when do you kick into it? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Yeah, I'm good, actually. Just, um, you know, sticking away with the camp and trying to sort of everyone um, 
all the international boys start rolling. And all the young boys been here for as long as us coaches have. Um, but all the big boys start rocking and sort of each day at the moment. And it's good. We've got some nice young talent. Um, oh, you can't guarantee anything in the competition, right? But I think, you know, we've got, we've got enough to be able to, to, uh, to enter the tournament with some pretty decent hope anyway. So look forward to it, mate. We're, uh, we get in our first games against Slim's team on the 26th. So that should be, uh, should be good fun. And it'd be nice to try and get one over the old dog, Slimo. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful, mate. And f- and just tell me, Bez, what um, what do you think this year with some young blokes coming in? Is there anyone that stands out for you? Yeah, look, Kempi, we have got some good players. We spent quite a lot of money on trying to retain um, some of the guys who have done well for us previously, and, and that, that wasn't that easy because, you know, everyone kind of bit us up, so it meant that we had to go to the wall for a fair few of them. But, you know, I think that gives us a, a good chance Um there's a guy, uh, Shivan Marvi, who, um, who played for us last year, a good young fella who will get his opportunity early in this campaign as well. I think he's a guy who's got a tremendous future. And, and our captain, uh, Shreyas Iyer, um, he's a new recruit. We spent about two and a half million uh, picking him up as well. And he is a, a wonderful human being and, and an outstanding player. And I think he's ready to explode on the, on the big stage too. So hopefully he has a big season for us. Mate, Bez, how have you um how have you approached this season, mate? I know last year was a bit of a destructive one. You know, you went over, the COVID hits, so you had to come back. But when you went over last year, it was a pretty tough start. You know, you weren't able to get the momentum you would you would have liked. But then you come home and you go back over and you start getting a roll on. So how have you approached uh, this camp leading into the first game come come on the twenty sixth of March? Yeah, it's a good question though, because you know, like as um, last year, we we kind of we'd set up this high performance structure, and I sort of thought we did everything right, and and then halfway through the tournament, before it got um, called called off for COVID, um, we were sitting almost so motherless last. So it, was, it gave us a chance to reflect and say, you know what, like the high performance setups and process and routine is not everything, and and you know, trying to create a professional environment is not necessarily the right thing for every environment, and. We actually stripped everything out, mate. So it took away all the meetings, took away all the all the pressure of, of uh, having to do what seems to be right for other people and just tried to get the guys together and spend time together and have fun and strip away a lot of the, the pressures which come with international sport anyway. And look, we, we had a great time. And funnily enough, you know, the guys played some really positive and, and aggressive cricket and, and we were able to get some games going. So all our message has been this time around is boys. Spend a lot of time together, and and when we when we get the opportunity to play out there, um, we're going to try and play that same sort of positive uh, brand of cricket. So there's no guarantees, but that's that's a pretty simple message we've been trying to deliver anyway. Hey, Bez. Bez, we've been talking a lot about um, coaches and themes. You know, we we try to get it out of the Crusaders when they played the Chiefs last week, and the and the White Ferns over here when they're going up against South Africa and England and. And they're not giving um, too much away. But what about yourself, mate? Young coach in the game and got all these young blokes in there and all these legends playing around you. What's your theme, son? What's your theme? Like, what are you actually <laughs> going to go out there and win the win this competition? What are you driving home? Is it like the the graveyard? Just tell me, mate. Is it something like that? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not, actually. It's just uh, sort of don't just have a crack, lads, you know? Like, just go out there and try and take them on and, and just... You know, 
don't don't um, pretty much just just get together and do the absolute best you can to uh, to enjoy yourselves. There's so much pressure in this game. There's so many expectations, and just have a go. If in doubt, take the aggressive option, and, and we'll see where we land. Either way, I'm going to be there to pick the boys up and loyalty picks me and. And, uh, and as a coach, you know, Stephen Fleming's my kind of mentor and, and great friend, and, and he's been in the game over here a long period of time. And, and they're, the, they're the kind of traits which has served him well. So I'll just follow the old, old Jedi Master Flemo and try and roll out <laughs> a, a younger uh, a younger younger example of it. You know? I like that. I like that theme, mate. Star Wars, Return, <laughs> return of the Bears. I like it. <laughs> hey, Bears, talking of the Return oh, of the uh, Bears, have you shown um have you shown the boys the black clash footage and have you got on the nets and started tuning them up yet or what? Well, funny enough is I didn't need to show them. They already they had already seen it and they were like, Are you, are you coming back? Are you gonna are you gonna have a game for us? And absolutely no chance. It's one thing trying to take on a broken down bombie, but uh certainly won't be trying to take on these boys. But yeah, that's good. That's good, mate. We still it's, the good thing is, you know, we play like football amongst all the group and that, and you still have an opportunity to tell them up every now and then, you know. So you get your 60, you don't need to do it on the cricket field. Hey, Baz, what about the White Ferns, mate? What do you what do you think about that? Has it been like you're watching it from over there? Has it been a disappointment disappointment to you? Uh, um, look, <laughs> where, do, where do you I, start? I think there's been a lot of. Well, look, I, I think there's quite a lot of. Um, bad publicity about it probably and look I, I don't know um, if you look at an isolation into the tournament I think the record was pretty average I think I, I'd mentioned that at some stage with the amount of talent that they got they're going to have to transition into results um, they haven't really done that there's clearly a couple of things which needed rectified I actually think they've been quite good campaign and they didn't win the big moments and hence they're going to miss out on the semi-finals but I feel sorry for the girls but I know Sophie and Susie and Katie, for instance, and, and I feel really sorry for them because I've got a, an outstanding team. They just weren't able to get across the line in key moments. But just it's such a missed opportunity, you know, World Cup at home. And, yeah, look, they'll, they'll be hurting hugely. And hopefully this is an opportunity for them to be able to strip back a few things and say, right, how do we how do we get a little bit better and how do we become a little bit more consistent in, in the, on the big stage? Because I've certainly got the talent. Um, but, yeah, it must be disappointing. And, and I feel for them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same man. I was bloody gutted when they uh, when they lost those last couple. But hey, mathematical chance, and we saw Pakistan and Bangladesh yesterday. But hey, she's a long way away. But before we let you go, I've got one more question, and Louis gonna ask you another one. Um, golf, mate. You've been getting out there on the course and having a wee whack. You got the sticks out yet, or it's a bit hard over in India. You can't really get out and, and have a wee whack over there. Oh, brother. I'm standing at the moment. I'm out on the, uh, like, the rooftop area of our hotel. So we're in the mm. pool, so we can't do really anything other than stick around our group. Um, I'm looking down, and I reckon there's the, the population of New Zealand cover the two streets which I'm looking at at the moment <laughs> from left to right down, down there in the middle. And, in Mumbai, and I'm thinking, I can't see a golf course. I can see a racetrack, though, though. So there's a racetrack that's not far away. I can't see a golf course, and even if I could, it's rocking hot, and I'm sure there's that many people on the course. So I might give it a, I might give it a wide berth for the next couple of months. We've got a golf simulator in the team room though, so I'll try and, oh, try wow. and take some of the Aussie boys' cash when I get the opportunity. Take some of Saudi's cash, maybe. 
as well when he gets out of his isolation. That's so good to hear that there's a local track there, Baz. Hey, actually, that kind of is where I was going with this last one. Um, but we can't, I don't think we can let this opportunity slide by uh, without really sending him on his way. Jamie Richards is winding up here, Baz. You know him well. Met him at a local, uh, just a great young guy from down Otago way. He's cleaned up the last group one day here, Oaks and Livin Classic. I know you'll have some thoughts on this, but you know he's he's heading off after dominating the, like the racing scene in New Zealand for the last five years, kind of like unparalleled, like Scott Robertson kind of success. Is there anything you just like to say and try to quantify what he's done and, and how you know much of an ambassador he's been for New Zealand racing before he heads up to Hong Kong? Uh, well, not in a short period of time, I don't think. But up, I think probably the greatest compliment will be um, it will be over the coming months and the coming years. And look, Mark Walker is a tremendous trainer, absolutely outstanding. Um, but you know, Jamie, for such a young guy, and, and his work ethic and his tenacity to just become one of the best um, is is quite phenomenal. And so, you know, a little fella from uh, from Wingatui, a little fella, uh, fella from Mosgill, he's going to take on the world, and I wish him all the very best. I know he's slightly apprehensive about the challenge which is in front of him but he'll he'll be fantastic and he'll he'll do great over there but we're really going to miss him and that the impact of that you know it's like any great sports people I guess but you don't know until they're gone and you don't really sometimes appreciate until they're gone just how big a voice kind of even you know it will be the testament to the impact that Jamie Richards had on our racing industry so we wish him well I'll try and swing by Hong Kong at some stage and catch up with him on, on as well, but I'm sure he'll do fantastic yeah, over there. And I'm sure there's a few trainers, a few trainers in New Zealand. Yeah, that's us. Is <laughs> we'll be one A and one B sitting next to each other, having a couple of quiet sort of couple of quiet beverages. Can't you hear you in there as well, brother? You can go there, Louis. We might as well. Mate, I'm quite though. happy. I'm quite happy. And, best um, to sit in cattle class. I'm quite happy to sit in cattle <laughs> class. You just you just win enough games, mate. Get those bonuses because you need to bring back a big brown paper bag to pay Ruben, mate, to get me out of that seat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, we don't do cattle class anymore, Kent. <laughs> those days are over. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, brilliant. All right, lads. Fantastic. Well, thanks thanks for catching up with us, Bears, brother. We miss you. We wish you all the best over the next couple of weeks. And uh, thanks for the wee update. And make sure you send that invoice for this phone bill back to uh, <laughs> Louis and the team. And they get that paid to make. Sorry, yeah, we've been on here for about 20, and I think it's about 20 bucks a minute. So, yeah, it's a, weird, it's a fair few, but that's all right, mate. All the best day, and we'll catch up soon. Bears and Izzy. Yeah, good to chat to Baz McCullum, our skip of the show. He's doing, uh, he's up and about over in India and um, preparing. Takes on the Chennai Super Kings in a couple of days. Takes on Stephen Fleming and uh, yeah, awesome to get a wee update and have we chat about the the White Ferns and hearing his conversations. And yeah, he was right, mate. They'll be absolutely gutted, the girls. And uh, he talks about opportunities. And when you're at a World Cup, you get limited amount of opportunities and you have to take them. And uh, unfortunately, our girls, they'll be ruined, missed opportunities. And uh, a lot of what-ifs will be going through their minds as of late. And um, it'll be something for their lifetimes. A lot of the a lot of the older girls in there, I know Katie Martin, she's been in there since 2003 or four, something like that. Um, this was her time to maybe send up, uh, finish her 
stellar career on a high. Uh, but it wasn't meant to be. Look, there is a mathematical chance, but yeah, it's going to be t- pretty touch and go. But um, great to chat to Baz McCullum and uh, his little shout out to Jamie Richards as well before he heads off to Hong Kong. Um, yeah, that was an awesome wee interview with our man, Skipper Baz. Um, coming up, anyway, we're going to talk some Warriors because I've just picked their side. Cody Nikarima is back in the squad, and well, we love it when Kempi's on fire. And well, today he's at about 50 degrees because the studio is really, really hot. So maybe we'll get his comments on the latest Warriors team when they have take on the West Tigers this weekend with the West Tigers. Well, most of them were in the casa till middle of the night. I'm not surprised they got a hiding by the Newcastle Knights. Anyway, two teams, two uh, teams that have their backs against the wall, and it's going to be an interesting match. You know, we'll come come back and talk a bit of Warriors. Thanks to the McCafe. Try the delicious new McCafe coffee blend today. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Fiesterest raises ever. Now start from just $19.99 at Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. SCNZ 0800-150-811. Give us a call on the Kenard's High Fire Line. Flick us a text on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Carl's come through with a good one here. We'll get to in a second. But yesterday, team naming Tuesdays and more unsettled movements in the halves for the Warriors. Cody Nikarima is back after being... Well, unceremoniously dropped after one week. He's back into the centre. Uh, sorry, into the halves. As Ash Taylor's got some hip soreness or something along the lines. Kempi, Cody, how much confidence can he come back and play with this week after a, a strange start to the season for him? Yeah, well, it's I guess a game that he, you'd like to be playing, and you know, like they're sitting on the bottom of the table, the West Tigers, and they don't look like they can beat anyone. Um, but you, you know, if you're West Tigers, you want Cody Nicarima out there. So it's a it's a hard one to pick. Any any good pundit will say that the Warriors should win this game. You know the West Tigers had nothing. They no they got no points in them. You know they they I thought that um, their senior players have let them down. They're not really trying that hard. And um, the Warriors have you know although they've lost two, at least they've been in the game. You know and, the, and they've got points in them. So the the only problem you got is when you're coming up against a side that is really battling and needs a win, then they'll put the effort in. You know what I mean? So, um, oh, what, about, what do you think about those guys that have been named and shamed in the Daily Telegraph for slapping the pokies until midnight? I mean, if, if they get a chance to play, they're going to be trying to prove a point and, and try and make amends, aren't they? Well, of course they are. You know, like, I, I think that both Nathan Brown and, and Madge and the West Tigers, uh, the naming and shaming is meant to be... I don't know, uses a bit of motivation. But, oh, look, I tend to agree with Izzy. These days you don't really play on the anxiety of these these players. You know, you've got to get them wanting to play for the club. Um, you know, what are, what are the, the problem is, what else are they doing? Like, why are they up that late in the first place? Like, what's what's wrong with their performance? Izzy, Izzy touched on it yesterday. You know, what's going on at training? Why aren't they preparing? And and it looks like they're not preparing that well and they find them both, both of them find themselves at the bottom of the table. This is, a, this is a tough match, eh, Kempi? This is, uh, like, I'm, I'm a bit worried about this because you, you spoke about it just then, like, the Tigers, they're horrible and everyone's paying them out. Rossi's coming on and saying they're sipid and <laughs> they're weak, they're tasteless. You know, like, everyone's pulling, you know, wielding the axe at them. And then they've had, the, obviously, the mishaps with players going out and, you know, that just shows that they don't really care. So this week there's going to be a lot of hate. There's going to be a lot of 
um, anger at training, a lot of edge. So I'm a bit worried because they're going to get a backlash this week. You know, the, the Tigers are going to get back up and they're going to try and prove the doubters wrong. And the, where the Warriors, on the other hand, they've been there or thereabouts. They've lost the last two. We know that. We spoke about that. But they've been there or thereabouts. They have. Um, so they know they've got the, the, the game to, to, to beat the guys. Like Everyone expects these guys to win. The Warriors should win this. So I'm a bit worried that when you should win this and you're expected to win this, <laughs> yeah. do you go about preparing the same? Do you go about preparing the same when you know deep down you've got a better squad than this team? We should beat these guys. And when you do that, you tend to take things a little bit easy. I'm expecting the Warriors not to do that, but that's the mindset that can be uh, with a couple of these players. Yeah, and, that, and that's the, see, that's the, um, I guess the the measure of the camp. You know, Does, can the camp knuckle mm. down? Like this, statistically, you know, they they only completed sixty percent last week. West Tigers, you're, you're never going to win any game with that amount of ball. It was a mistakeathon. Mm. That's what that that game was last week for the West Tigers. And you know, if, if you're doing a simple analysis, the Warriors all they have to do is hold the ball, they win the game. You know, because the Tigers haven't got one, they ain't got tries in them, but they got plenty of errors in them. So. Um, with him, with him, Maguire, he's he may, he's got the heat on him this week. They reckon they've taken mm. a bit of um, the coaching responsibility off him. He's got Tim Sheen's bearing down as you know down him down on him from a football director's point of view. You know, people will be thinking, when does Tim Sheen's come back and actually take over the team? And out of Sydney last night, they were saying that you know they're starting to blame the players now that Madge hasn't got the players that he wants, um, and that these players that are playing for him aren't the type of players that he wants to play. So. Um, mm. Yeah, it's a really it's a really interesting one from I guess the perspective that both teams need the two points and how desperate they they I guess want to play um, for their coaches. I me personally, I think that there's more going on in both camps. Um, Madge probably should have been shown the door last year, um, and but they've decided to keep him and they've started horrible this year. And Brownie comes out last week and he bags a, bags a few of the players, you know, and starts to starts to blame the players, and that's not a really good look. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot that's concerning about that. And if Izzy is right, and if the, he's the sinking suspicion as he's got that they might put in a well, they might look at this game as something they should win, then that'll be very very hard to swallow for Warriors fans. There's a good text here for, from Chris about the Warriors on double eight double three. We'll get to that before the hour is up as well. Keep them coming through double eight double three or oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Kennards Hire phone line right now. It's Araha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> CNZ, 27 away from 8 this morning, talking Warriors. Chris, we'll get to your text in just a second. Uh, busy morning already. Excellent for Razine, our cricket catch-up, to talk to the skip out of Mumbai. Uh, so many different things we wanted to get Baz's take on, but in particular the White Ferns and how he's taken that one in from afar. I feel sorry for the girls, but I know Sophie and Susie and Katie, for instance, and and I feel really sorry for them because I've got a, an outstanding team. They just weren't able to get across the line in key moments. But just it's such a missed opportunity, you know. World Cup at home and, yeah, look, they'll, they'll be hurting. Absolutely, they're hurting Baz. Uh, well picked up from across there. That's really the gutting thing. That The fans are gutted and the team are gutted. Not done yet. One last hurrah. And tonight... Sonny Bill Williams against Big Bad Barry Hall. Well, we spoke to Andy Lee yesterday about what Sonny's mentality is. What about Barry Hall himself? I've got the me against everyone attitude, and that's how this whole build-up has been. It's been all about him. It's been about Sonny Bill Williams. 
and it's been self-indulgent, but even the people around him, it's, it's all been about him. Well, it's all about Sonny. You keep telling yourself that, Barry, <laughs> and uh, we'll see what comes out in the in the actual ring itself. Uh, a little bit of a headbutt there, maybe some dirty tactics, but oh well, it's all part of it. Sell the fight, and I don't think these guys like each other. Those are your sports headlines going on around the world. Kempe, there's a great text there from you for you from Chris, mate. Yeah, Chris has said Kempe is eager looking better um, this year for you. The, the blunt answer is no, he isn't, Chris. Um, you know, I don't think that you you carry a hook if you want to win a competition that probably can't get you through to the finals. And he's he's had a couple of goes at that. Um, at best, he's a he's a bench player, and I would still definitely go after a a, a recognised hooker, uh, given the fact that contracts don't mean a hell of a lot these days. So. Um, yeah, I know that people you know scored a try try out a dummy half on the weekend, um, but unfortunately for me, I think he's exposed in the defensive line quite often. And really, you need someone that can steer your team around and lead your team. And and a bloke who touches the ball the most times on the football field, uh, he just doesn't do that for me. So I hope that answers your question, mate. Beautiful. Beautiful, Kempe. Very, very straight to the point. That is always from the Kempe. Um, got, got a text down the bottom there, Louis, and, and I would love this guy to give us a call. I can see a lot of similarities between the Warriors and the All Blacks. That's what concerns me the most. And that is from an unknown texter. Please, if you can, give us a call on the Kennard's Hire phone line, 0800 150 811, because I'd honestly just like to have a wee chat and just get what your thoughts are on that, because... Um, yeah, I just, I just want to see what, what kind of similarities are you leading to. That's a that's a passionate text message, uh, Louis, and, and what, what, would it what's be? your initial reaction? I, I, I don't, I don't, I I'm, don't I'm, know. I'm trying to, I'm, look, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's, yeah, it's a tough one. Look, obviously winning and, and winning competitions, the All Blacks have done that, so that's not in the same category. But I think <laughs> you can tell Izzy <laughs> just got his back up a bit. Like, yeah, come on, mate. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm probably, I'm probably leaning. This is probably leaning towards um, off the field. I'm think he's leaning towards what's going on off the field, maybe potentially in training. Um, oh, here's and, one. And, and then that tra- that's transferring to to on the field. So, yeah. What about this, Izzy? I mean, last year we spent a long time talking about has Ian Foster got the connection and is he resonating with the players? Is mm. he is his so message like that. clear yeah. enough? Like Scott Robertson, you talked about Harry can genuinely level with his players um, and when there were questions mm. about Ian Foster I think we're going to have those questions about Nathan Brown for a long time and I think they've already come about Yeah, that, that that's definitely what it could be so we've got a passionate, passionate um, text message there and hopefully he gives us a call but we've got Richie online, before we get off we'll get Richie up Richie, good morning, you got something on the Warriors Morning, yeah mate, I think I think this is this is a game for Cody where he can actually take the team under his uh, belt and, and lead them around the field, and that's what we're missing. We're needing that leader on the field. And, mm. you know, if you go back to the old school Warriors, they need to play what they used to play as schoolboy, you know. If they have to train and just play touch and play schoolboy touch, play offload mm. like they used to, you know, it's, I think yeah. that's the DNA that we're missing is is we're not, we're, I think we're, take, we're not having fun out there. And, the, you know, everybody has fun when the Warriors are offloading and getting those tries that we shouldn't yeah, be right. getting. Yeah, so, that's a, that's yeah. A, that's a really good point, Richie. I think I think what you have here is you have a bit of fear that's that's resonated through the Warriors side through the um, way that they're being coached and and they're not being allowed to express themselves and and that in a footballer is a really tough one to fix because if a player is more worried about holding his position, he isn't going to go out there week in week out and try his best to score tries and and be a, a lethal defender. He just wants to get through the eighty minutes with the right stats. 
Great point, Richie, and you've been listening a week. I love I love the word you use there, DNA, mate, and that might be what they're missing. So if they've got to play touch in the weeks, I, I like where your head's at. Appreciate the call on the Kennard's higher phone line, 0800 150 811B. Like, Richie, give us a bell. Uh, that's awesome stuff. And Chris says, fair enough, Kempe on Wade Egan. Cheers. Cheers to you, Chris. After this, it's Dr. Mark Vulture. Looking forward to catching up with Mark, and we'll talk to him about COVID, how he can come back from that, maybe a little bit of heart in the wake of Shane Warne, and maybe he can... Kimpy can give us some meditation techniques so we can get through the morning in this 50-degree Mumbai temperature. Hakina Haputa. Home and have results in just 15 minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SCNZ, March the 23rd on a Wednesday, and we're a quarter away from eight before we cross over to Aroha. And the news is time to catch up with Dr. Mark Fulcher. As COVID numbers are still expected to climb out of Auckland for a while yet, there's a pretty good chance, if you haven't already, someone in your life, maybe you, will deal with the virus over winter. It's a part of our life now, and although we would much prefer our winter to just be about club sport and supporting your teams, this year the reality is different. There are some things you'll need to know if you do get COVID, though, and especially in relation to your exercising and amateur sports careers upon return. Dr. Mark Fulcher is the president of, of the Australasian College of Sport and Exercise Physicians, Managing Director, director at AXIS and Medical Director of New Zealand Football. So there's no one would rather have this conversation with is that Mark Fulcher. He's on the line now. Good morning, Mark. Morning, guys. How are you doing? We're doing very, very well, mate. I'm excited for this conversation because not only for, for sports, for sportsmen and sportswomen around the country, just every Joe blogs, everyday people that are dealing with this COVID situation, mate. Um, what is the what, what are the like when you get COVID? What what are the what are the long term effects? A long term effects from having COVID? Can we expect fatigue, how long will it linger around, and what are the things that you're going to have to deal with for, for long periods of time? Yeah, well, I think, I think it's important to say it's widely variable. So some people get, get COVID and they never have a symptom, whereas other people are really profoundly affected. The other thing that's kind of interesting is that it's a multi-system disease. So it doesn't just affect your heart or your lungs or your brain. It can affect lots of people differently. So and kind of what you might do around physical activity and exercise depends a lot on which which systems, which part of your body you're affected and how badly you've got it. Mm. Um, so it, there's probably not one um, a one-size-fits-all for everybody. But one of the things to, to keep in mind is there's a distinction between physical activity and exercise. It's almost always okay to be active, to, to get out and have a walk, to do stuff around the house. Uh, as opposed to organised exercise where you're going out to the gym to play football, to play tennis, something like that. So um, I think a key message is try to remain as active as you're able, as your symptoms allow, um, but you do yeah. probably want to think about organised sport and exercise and, and be guided a bit by how you're feeling. What about the expectations on our elite athletes around the world and around our country? We're seeing with the Super Rugby sides, um, they're coming back from COVID and they've pr pretty much only been, uh, you know, isolating for a week and they've got to come back and play, uh, you know, professional sport at the highest level. Um, you know, how, how are these athletes going to be able to do their job? Will they be struggling? Will they be struggling to, to do this? And, and, you know, when they've been forced because there's no really upper, uh, other opportunity or no depth in the squad? 
Yeah, I mean, some will, for sure. I mean, I, I think it's really important to understand that for a lot of people, um, because they've been vaccinated, um, because potentially Omicron is not quite as um, serious a condition, you know, mm. you've heard probably that, um, a lot of people are having what is like a, a viral illness that they might have experienced many times before. And so um, that might knock them around for a day or two, and then they're able to start getting back going. There are a bunch of players, though, that uh, have more lingering effects. Uh, as for some people, mm. it's fatigue. Um, and I think that is going to have a big impact on performance. And it's not something that you're able to train through. Um, one of the things that's been the biggest concern for the sports medicine community over the past two years is the impact that COVID can have on your heart. Um, and there's a condition called myocarditis, um, which can lead to some significant heart problems. Um, and the challenge with elite athletes is we're always trying to cut corners and try and push people faster. Um, and so you're trying to get people back to play quicker. You're trying to get people back to training quicker. And it's about making sure that you're doing that safely. And so elite athletes and, and you know, the, the super rugby players and, and netballers that are in season at the moment um, are likely having um, more tests, so cardiac screening, things like ECGs and echocardiograms, to look at the activity and structure of their heart to make sure that everything's okay there. Um, and to kind of reassure us that, that we're... Um, as safe as we can to, to push them back to sport, um, I guess, quicker than, than maybe the general population because they're in that supervised environment. Hey, Mark, it's Kempe here. Nice to have you on the show this morning. Just um, can you give us like um, your take on vaccinated and unvaccinated in sports? And if there's, say, 90% of us vaccinated, what benefit is that to the uh, to the sports person? Uh, this is um, a big conversation that I'm not sure we're going to get over in the, the next few minutes, but <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% pro-vaccination. Um, I think if we wind the clock back two years ago, uh, people w- were dying. It was a very significant disease. I think the reason that we're um, kind of in the situation we are right now where um, we're starting to open up, we're starting to talk about COVID like it's no big deal, like it's the cold, I think that's because the vast majority of us are vaccinated. We're entering, I think, a really interesting time where probably it doesn't matter to some extent that there are a few of us that are not vaccinated. But make no mistake, the reason that it doesn't matter is because the majority of us are vaccinated. So um, I think the next few months are going to be really interesting. It'll be really interesting um, in community sport what happens to players and, uh, and officials that are not vaccinated, how they're welcomed back into the sport, um, and just how effectively winter sport runs this year given that we are likely to see more infections during winter because people are spending more time together inside um, and just what level of disruption we're going to see but I, I guess my, my key take home is I, I think everyone should be vaccinated I think it makes a material difference to uh, the, the population but you know thinking with a sports hat on it just makes it much more likely that we're all able to get back to kids sport on the weekend recreational football getting into Super Rugby stadiums. Um, I think if, if you are a sports fan and you want to get out there, then um, my advice is, is, is be vaccinated, get vaccinated. But probably we're entering a, a time where it doesn't matter so much that not everyone is vaccinated, if you know what I mean. Mm. Can you just tell us, um, just quickly before we let you go, winter, what, are, what should we expect coming this winter and what are the things we can do, not only sportsmen but everyone <laughs> around the country, what we can do to best prepare for the winter? Yeah, well, 
Um, I think maybe flu vaccine. Um, I think flu vaccines, yep. having flu, influenza and uh, COVID, they're, they're probably going to coexist. Um, I think mm. that um, just being mindful about the, the types of things where you might get infected, and it's probably not at sport. So, you know, being outside, playing sport, even, um, you know, being in a contact sport where you are close to each other, you're not close to each other for very long. And so the risk of transmission of illness during rugby, football, whatever it may be, is very low. But it's all the associated things. It's time in the club rooms afterwards. It's um, time in the changing room. So your risk of, ex- of uh, infection is all determined by the amount of time you spend with people and the environment that you spend it with. So um, if you're in a clubhouse, if you're in a change room where it's relatively small, um, your risk is increased. So you know, basic messages that we've had, like keep the windows open, keep some doors open, keep some airflow. Um, these are all things that I think will help keep us all safe. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for that knowledge and a little insight to what to be expected going forward into the winter. Thank you, Dr. Mark Fulcher. He is uh, Medical Director of Football New Zealand. Thank you so much, mate. Pleasure. See you guys. There he is. Wow, that was good. A little fascinating talking about vaccinations, and it is obviously a topical conversation for everyone to have, but you can see the impacts that it's had. Once you get vaccinated, the least likely oh, you are to be affected by COVID, and not only that, heading into winter. It's going to be a tough winter, lads. Um, I'll tell you that. We've been through a winter last year, and we probably didn't get a lot of the things we were after, but yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens, unfolds in the next winter. Anyway, that was Dr. Mark Fulcher. We'll be back shortly. He's a proven horse with runs on the board. Self-assured, Mark, he says go. He went bang at the 100. Self-assured, the son of Benner's delight gets away from the fixer in triple eight. And self-assured for the 2019 Auckland Cup. And he's done it very comfortably. Auckland Cups, New Zealand Cups. Self-assured, moved up to Spangen, a confident soul and not a fear in the world. Self-assured's won the Cup, clear of Spangen, Ashley Lokas running on, but Self-assured won it. But the big dance is still to come. The race with SENZ and our Self-assured. Oh, and $900,000 at Cambridge Raceway, April the 14th. Self-assured pulls out. Marky says go. He comes out the outside and he's won it. And what does that mean for us? <laughs> a payday. And what does it mean for you? A payday. Text right now your name, the race, and where you are around New Zealand. And if Self-assured wins the race, well, you will find yourself along with our club of shareholders already $2,000 Richard $2,000 you can do a lot with $2,000 Kimby wow yeah mate you can and if you go down there make sure you put it on self assured too because a fair dinkum chance in that race so you reckon double up so the person (laughs) that gets in today back him as well 100% (laughs) put it straight back in there I don't mind it. Text now, double eight, double three, your name, the race, and where you are around New Zealand. We'll get one person in on the self-assured team before the end of the show. Mickey G, Michael Guerin up at about 8.40 to fill us in about who we're racing against, a.k.a. who we're beating. Izzy, I'm feeling good. Yeah, feeling good, mate. Self-assured. Got a good chance. Hopefully we can get someone in the club of shareholders for self-assured. Paid. 
Good work there, Louis. Coming up, we're going to talk to Monty Beetham. We've got a big boxing fight tonight. Looking forward to that conversation. We're off to track down some McCafe coffees. i got mine here right now. Here's Aloha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Gillette's besterest raises ever now start from just $19.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ Wednesday, the 23rd of March. We've got Tony Kemp. He's taking over from Baz. Well, Baz is in uh, India. He's at uh, the IPL at the moment. Yeah, he's in India at the moment. (laughs) And obviously, if you're wondering what he's been up to, head over to Baz and Izzy's podcast on the SCNZ app and you will get our conversation. We caught up with Baz at 7 o'clock this morning for our Razine Cricket Catch-Up. And, well, it was great to hear our Skip's voice having a wee little uh, lead into. He's playing. The Calcutta Knight Riders are taking on the Chennai Super Kings on the 26th of March. Skip McBaz McCullum v. Stephen Fleming, a replay of last year's final. So, yeah, it was awesome to hear his voice. And coming up, we're going to talk to Mick Guerin, end of the show, about self-assured. And on that, make sure you text the race, your name, where you are in the country, and you will go into the draw. And Louis will pick that winner later on today. And if it wins... The race on April 14, the slot race, the big one, you'll get 2,000. Come on, Louis, put me in it, mate. Mate, it's not me. It's Kempe. Oh, I don't choose. Kempe. I don't have the power. Kempe, you text, you text the text machine before we even put the, uh, you know, the, the text machine into rage. You were on there, Uncle Kempe, first one up. You Everyone's got an even, ch- even chance, Kempe. Everyone, apart mm. from maybe you. Okay. I get it. Did you get the invite? I'm thousands. Kempe, did you get the invite? Are you going to the race with Louis? Because he messaged not yet. Me not yet. You. Louis. Louis doesn't oh. want to make any money because the only time Louis makes money is when he's backing on the back of me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it up, Cinerama. Uh, how good. Lucky I didn't get on that. Well, would have made it stay in the gate. Anyway, we're going to cross you over to Tony Kemp to intro our next guest. Yeah, that's right. Izzy Sunny Bill Williams takes a step in the next phase of his life tonight when he lines up who he describes as a bully in Barry Hall. His trainer Andy Lee yesterday told us this is for real and Sonny genuinely has a shot to make a career out of this. If he comes through, well, and then we start picking picking the right opponents um, and not, not so much fighting ex, ex-boss stars from different different sports. Start fighting real fighters and uh, stepping up. I think, you know, after two years of that, I think he, he'll be a contender because of what I've seen so far. I'm beat my thing crazy on trying to um, hype, hype to fight, but that's that's my genuine, honest opinion. Well, one man who'll be watching with keen interest is the beast himself, Monty Beetham, who is tasked with getting Kevin Mialamu ready for a step into the fight game. Monty is on the line now, fresh off taking a class this morning. How you going, brother? How you going, Monts? Very good, brother. Thank you, Legends. Um, I'm, I'm excited as you. I can't wait for this uh, matchup tonight, man. Mate, the, the the call from Andy Lee, Monty. Do you what are you expecting tonight from Sonny Bill? Is he has he got the goods like Andy Andy Lee has pointed out to us yesterday? Well, there's a, a tough challenge in front of him tonight. So if he's got the goods, he's got to dispose of uh, Barry Hall, and that's uh, meant to be done. 
rather easily. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, it's like anything. You spend some time with Andy Lee working underneath him, but sometimes it takes two or three camps before you get it embedded, the, the skills that you yeah. need from learning from, from your coach. But I'll tell you what, um, I'm with Andy in terms of Sonny's got all the attributes. He's a wonderful student. Um, he does uh, everything well, and, he, and, he, and he's, a, he's a great learner. So I, I think um, that in time, if he does a ride and he picks his opponents, um, if he wants to, there'll be a number of uh, different associations that want to align with him, and he could uh, very much be a contender because that's the way boxing works, man. Hey, Monts, good to have you on the show, brother. Um, tell us about Barry Hall. Barry Hall, mate, what can we expect? There's all, all the conversations have been about Sonny, and that's just the way it is with such a profiled athlete, high-profiled athlete that is fighting. What can we expect from Barry Hall? He's no mug, eh? He just had the one pro fight. He was a, a boxing champion as a junior coming through. Um, I think it's a bit like me. He spent more time on the field boxing than actually playing um, <laughs> his coach. But, uh, look, but Barry Hall, he, he's good. Last time he fought uh, was 2019. That was his pro debut. It was against Gal. And I tell you what, he caught Gal flush many times. And the problem with him, and he's already come out and said he needs to sit down on his punches, and that's what he's been earning on. Because there was a number of punches that caught Gal cleanly, and flush, and if he had landed that with a bit more weight, he could have stopped Gal, if not won. I think probably Barry Hall even won that fight. There was a draw between Paul Gallen and that. Paul Gallen wasn't at his best back wow. then, but um, he's no mug. And these guys are well matched. You know, there's uh, 11 kilos difference for Sonny, uh, but in terms of same height, same uh, athletic ability, um, uh, belief, the belief in both of these guys is unreal. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Hey, Monty, um, Andy talked about Sonny's assets yesterday. He said he's got this natural punching power. Um, he's got great coordination, but he, he basically said that why he's supporting him, why he's come down from England was because of his mental fortitude and what, what he's seen. You know, um, he talked a lot about Tyson Fury and how tough in the mind he is. That little, that little play we saw from Barry Hall last, uh, mm. last night when he headbutted uh, Sonny Bill Williams or tried to, to lean into with his head, how, how mentally tough or what do you think uh, Sonny Bull took out of that or what do you think Barry Hall took out of that? Yeah, don't forget when Sonny won his New Zealand title against Clarence Tillman, there was something um, which happened which was even worse. They were in the square off, they were posing up for the shots and it was live on camera and Clarence Tillman hit him with a big right hand and actually sort of stunned Sonny. Um, so he's been there before, this didn't affect him like it did mm. then. Um, and you you talked about the mental fortitude of Sonny. I, I think it's not going to do anything for him. Um, he's, he's one of those guys who have got it all in terms of physical attributes, um, the mental side, even the heart. So um, it's not going to affect Sonny. Um, and, I, and Barry Hall's the same, though. He's, he's a competitor on the other side in terms of AFL and what he's done in that sport. And his, you know, he's just come off the back of the SAS uh, program, and um, he shows a lot of mental in that as well. So th- that's why this one is an interesting proposition. Um, although the experience is on Sonny's side, he's had eight fights uh, in pro fights. Mm. Um, Barry Hall hasn't had it. But the last time Sonny fought, though, remember, he did get dropped in the second round against the cruiserweight. Uh, so Barry Hall mm. will take, uh, you know, a lot of uh, hype out of that. Yeah, nice, mate. Hey, what do we want to see? Where do you want to see the fast improvements from Sonny from his last eight fights? I know there's been a lot of chat about his fatigue, his ability to, to get tired towards the end of the rounds. Um, where do you want to see him improve and put, put a lot of the work in with Andy Lee? Well, we won't know um, what Andy Lee's been working on with Sonny, but that's like from a coach's point of view or from a person who wants to see Sonny be successful in this going forward. It's about um, what boxes he took with Andy Lee. Because I tell you what, he's he, he's got the heart, he's got the stamina, um, he's got the experience. Like he's 
he's gone ten rounds. He's gone late in, in in the rounds with some some contenders over the years, which is going to be on his side against Barry Hall. Uh, but it's just him being comfortable. I, I think that temperament that we've mm. got to see. Because uh, if he wants to fight all these big guys after Barry Hall, we've got to see that tonight. We've got to see that he's far more experienced than uh, Barry, so he's got to be relaxed in these situations. Because like we saw in the um, the press conference or in, in the face-off, I think we've got to expect some rough house tactics from uh, Barry Hall today. Because that's what I'd do against the more experienced man. I did against Shane Cameron. you just got to put them off their game. Yeah, and let's hope that uh, Sonny Bill can really you know, take one home for us tonight uh, against Barry Hall. It'd be remiss of us, though, Mont, if we don't get your thoughts on the Warriors in the first two rounds. What's your take on it so far? Oh, mate, it's, it's been hard to watch. You know, there's talk from Nathan Brown over, over, over the weeks sort of saying it's all about consequence, yet there hasn't been much consequence for the side. Maybe he's saying, look, this is your last chance, and I'm going to start firing in the changes. Only one change to the team last week, and that was down to injury more than anything else. So um, uh, it's, it's a tough one, Kempe. Um, you know, we've both been there. We know it's not simple, but especially when we're from the outside, we don't understand what they're working on, on the way in as well. What, what do you think, like, if you can dig a little bit deep, we're trying to be un, un, you know, unfolding it all week and trying to get a little bit deeper of why they haven't been able to kick on not only this year, in previous years, and we've talked about the identity and and the Pacific flair and, and have we lost that, that ability to throw the ball around and just play some razzle-dazzle, exciting league that, that we're used to with the Warriors. Like, what do you think it's come down to? Are, we, are they overcoached? Are they undercoached? Are they heading in the right direction with the right personnel, uh, leadership? What do you think it is, Mont? Yeah, I think it's um, consequence and understanding risk versus reward. When Kempe was the coach, Daniel Anderson, many years ago, we had a lot of conditioning games where we are under extreme fatigue and we wanted to win at all costs. But we understood that if we stuffed up, there's going to be a lot of heavy penalties involved. But at the same time, we wanted to win because we wanted that bragging right. So uh, it's about these players getting it right. You know, you've got Rocket Berry getting caught with the ball on the fifth tackle uh, three times. Is that his fault or is that the game manager inside him? Um, they should have been kicking a little mm. bit early. Uh, the fact that he is trying to get that extra metre, but he ran out over the line. Uh, so those are the little things that you get with experience. Um, and sometimes you try a little bit too hard, but you know you, you do lose a bit of identity when you come away uh, from the club, but also from a, a, a fan's point of view, uh, growing up wanting to be a warrior or support the Warriors, it's a little bit hard when you don't get down to see them every Saturday or if you watch them and they're getting bagged uh, by the dad and mum on TV as well, brother. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit hard yeah. to have those people coming through, but... Um, it's tough for the boys, but you know what? This is a hard competition. If you think about losing by two points, yet they did so much to self-sabotage their chances. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you rue those ones. You hate those ones because I know Kempi would be pulling out his hair if, if he was the coach of that. Yeah, mate, and you're dead right. And you don't have a you don't you know you don't have a fierce competitor like Monty or Campo. Um, I don't think sitting in that side that wins at all costs. You know, so hey, Mont, I know that you're um, you're just signed up as the ambassador of the club with Arwen and Jerry, I think it is. Um, Kenny uh, Rainsfield's just been put in as the chairman of the club. What's what's going on there, mate? Like, give us a, give us an insight into the back rooms. What's what's happening behind doors? Yeah, unfortunately, we we don't get a lot. It's just early stages. But from uh, an ambassador point of view, it, it's very loose. It is like um, the agreement is uh, whenever you can help out, whether that be. Uh, golf days, or whether it be when the team comes back, would love to be involved. So it's early stages of trying to form some relationships, of getting some of the old heads in there that could be an extra voice. Uh, and Campo, Campo's the other one. He's over there in Australia 
So, um, you know, like I talked to Stacey um, on the odd occasion, but in terms of having anything to do with the team, we don't have a lot to do with the team uh, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But it's a step in the right direction in the fact that they're trying to go back to their identity. You mentioned identity, mm-hmm. Izzy, and, and, and that's a big part of this club going forward. It's a big reason to why you wear that jumper. And it was interesting when we had yeah. Jules Newman on the show the other day and when we hear these girls talk and we see them in um, Opaki, um, Super Rugby and all that, I love how they always talk about the jumper, about the mana and what it means to them because they're not on the big money, man. So sometimes when you listen to yeah. these women, uh, Wahine Tour talk, you go, fuck, that's what it's about. Well, shouldn't say that. That's what it's about. Uh, it's, <laughs> about um, it's about the mana and it's about the passion and it's about why you love the game and why you want to play. I do want to play now, boys. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Nah, you're right, bro. You're right because it, it's, it's deeper. You know, when you're playing for these unions and these franchises, there's so much history, like yourself, past players, Jerry, you, um, Stacey, guys that have been there and done it and, and forged that identity of what the club is now, and you should never, ever lead away from the roots of, of that hold those pillars up. And, uh, yeah, the girls have been doing it, bro, and a lot of franchises around the New Zealand that can that are doing it at the moment. Um, but quickly, before we let you go, bro, talk, tell us about your show, your show tonight on, on yes, Sky. Yes, uh, once That's a Warrior. Right. Yeah, Once a Warrior. So um, each week we're going to get... Um, Past Warriors on the show, and Kimpy, you're going to be on too, mate. Don't worry about that. You're going to be on. There'll be some great stories to tell. There's no cliches, there's insight, there's stories that have been untold. Mark Tuggy's on the show tonight. So every Wednesday, Sky Sport 1 at 7 30 p.m., and then uh, they play again on Sky Sport 4 um, oh. at 8 p.m., and then throughout the week you can watch it. But, um, you know, great stuff. We had Ruben Wiki, we had Owen Goodenbill. This week we've got Mark Tuggy, and next week Simon Mannering. And don't worry, Mark, uh, don't worry, we'll have Kimpy on the show as well with his big chest. <laughs> Good man, Monty Mark Tukey. Man, I used to love Mark Tukey, man He used to run straight and hard And always get the crowd up and excited, man I'm looking forward to that one Monts, bro, thank you for coming on our show, brother We really, really appreciate it I've just got a quick text message before we let you go How many rounds is tonight's fight, please? That is from Matt I believe it's six rounds Six rounds? Bang, there you go, Matt yep, It is six that's... rounds How long is it going to go? What do you reckon? I don't know, man. They're two very um, strong boys. I, I, I reckon it'll probably go to six. Um, although Sonny's a bigger puncher of the two, but I, I know Barry Hall also understands that he's got to finish Sonny uh, because he's seen what, what's happened previously and he doesn't want to put it in the judge's hand. Mm. So that's why it's, it's going to be an exciting one to watch, man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Monty Beetham. Uh, we appreciate your time on the show. Once a Warrior with Mark Tukey. That is live tonight on Sky Sport. Go and watch that, and cheers for always coming on our show and sharing your little insights, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers, Mom. Pleasure, boys. There he is, Monty Beetham. He is a scrapper in his own right, eh? And you touched on it, Kimpy. But honestly, Monty and your side, they ain't going to take no rubbish in training. You ain't going to let those standards slide. Was he one of those guys, mate? One of those players oh, that you could always look to, look to to set someone straight? Oh, one and, and mate, physically set them straight too. You know, like, last of the old, last of the old school Monty, um, and at that yeah. Warriors side, I'm, you know, I've I've seen him actually set someone straight physically because uh, he was talking out of line about the coaches and and he was just a fierce competitor. Like anything oh. that he done, you know, whether it was training, I'm I remember swimming like take because you know I used to do the training with him as well. So so one of the biggest things about the Warriors when we had them 
was about their fitness. We knew they could play. We knew we had the talent to, to win games, but the, the question was always around their fitness. And we started to do some hypoxic training in the swimming pool, mate, where they'd, they'd basically oh, go into the diving yeah. pool and they'd, they'd swim a length underwater, then they'd have to swim back, get out, do some push-ups, do it again. And Monty was just so fierce, mate. He hated losing. And that's what he that's what you got when you he went onto the football field. He was you know, like if you didn't pull your weight, he was the first bloke to turn around and tell you. And and that's that what I was saying, mate. I don't see that in the Warriors at the moment. I don't see that person. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, you did right, mate. There is there needs to be someone in that in that environment that, that can hold hold everyone accountable, mate. And I've done hypoxia swimming. Mate, you are in a dark place, and it's there's no worse a thing when you look right to you and you've got your Fijian brothers, and they are absolutely hating life in the pool, and you're <laughs> battling with them as well, and you're looking over and going, oh, I'm hurting. Those fellas are hurting more. <laughs> oh, it's hard. Yeah. It's very, very hard, Louis. That's, boys, that, that is brutal. They, that is the, but that's the thing, like, and that's how you kind of earn the respect of not just your teammates, but your club. And that's like the the guys in the back rooms, that's the coaches and all of that. And, and like, that could be part of the disconnect. Like, where is that personal responsibility and that uh, that hard, like, that last place you don't want to go? Who is showing that? And if you know what? If they get to the point in the game this weekend against the West Tigers, they have to be so desperate. Like, this is pretty much their season. Izzy said it. Uh, on Tuesday, I think this actually kind of is their season because if they don't beat the Tigers, oh wow, stake! Interesting show next week. It's you know, so like this week they're going to have to I'm go to that dark place. It's going to be a very place. interesting show next week. But yeah, look, I think I think that dark place that you talk about. I don't think any of them have been there this year or look like they're going into that grind. And, and that's well, what it's Matt called. Lodge, it's mate, called vomiting gr- on the sideline. It's called the yeah, heat mate. exhaustion. Yeah, don't get me started. But anyway, I'm talking about the real grind, and the and the real grind is in the first round seeing Melbourne go back 14 nil and then grinding themselves back into the game, and then running away with it in the end. You know what I mean? It's you get ta- you sort of get taught that. And when Brownie's talking about you know I've got these young kids and it's now time for them to step up, you can't really teach. Um, that dark space, eh, is he, you know, like when you when you know you're looking over at the guy and you're looking over at him and he's he's ready to run again and you've got nothing left in your tank. You're sort of out and the guy next to you and you're just thinking, I can't let him down. And you're basically just running on adrenaline to make the tackle mm. and get into the spot, yeah. you know. And, and that's the dark places that players get to. And look, in the first week I saw some really easy options from some senior players. They took a – they took – there's a couple of options that you take in defence. They took the easy one instead of pushing off, covering the gap and looking after their mates. And last week mm. I just saw it was rabble. It was like a real mixture of players all over the park that weren't pulling their, pulling their weight. So, um, yeah, man, this, if, they got, if they got a chance of winning a game, it's definitely the Sweekers. Mate, I've seen some uh, special players. Honestly, Matt Todd. Honestly, playing with Matt Todd. It's, I got asked this week who's my favourite crusader and I said, look, I played with some greats. But Matt Todd would have to be my greatest because I'd, I was actually in a dark hole. I was in a dark hole, bro, and I was, you know, showing it. And Matt comes over, and he's just made about 600 tackles. And he's like, come on, Daggy, get in line, Daggy, move, Daggy, move, Daggy, get in position. And I'm just like, we're all jogging along. And that fella has had to make 600 more tackles than me, and he's got the biggest engine I've ever, ever seen. And that is someone that would hold the standards accountable and would lead by his actions as well. He'd always be the first in the in the run. He'd be always been the f- first to go out and, and teach the tackling or do everything like that. 
Uh, mate, and I know you're a fan of him too, Louis Hermawat, so I knew that would get a giggle out of you. Mate, you know what that is? Hard-nosed North Canterbury rugby, and yet somehow Arlo Dag's playing for Christchurch Rugby Club, and it just breaks me, and it absolutely breaks me. Uh, well said, Izzy, Matt Todd, and that's that sort of, that's that last little bit you can't teach, you can't coach, you have it or you don't. Uh, the fight it is eight rounds of three minutes. So eight three-minute rounds rather than the six. So they're going to go a little bit longer tonight. So the boys, are, they'll, they'll be in the hurt box that we've just been talking about. 23 minutes past 8 o'clock here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. TAB.co.nz update after this. Belgian COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ. It's past 8 a.m. this morning. Baz and Dizzy for breakfast. So good to catch up with Baz. Go listen to our podcast channel to hear what he had to say, and Monty Beetham talking about Barry Hall versus our guy SBW tonight. TAB.co.nz, you can punt on the fight there. Paulie Moati, do you have a tip? Which way are you leaning, mate? Uh, well, I can let you know uh, which way the money's going. Uh, we've taken a $15,000 bet on Sonny Bill Williams to win the fight tonight at $1.62. That's the current quote on Sonny Bill to win the fight, $1.62. Wow. Uh, Barry Hall's at two twenty. the draw at $13. But we're struggling to sell a ticket on Barry Hall, to be fair. Yeah, biggest bet, $15,000 on Sonny Bill Williams at $1.62. And there's another uh, just under $3,000 bet on Sunny Bill at a dollar sixty-two as well. So it's one-way traffic in terms of the support uh, for the fighters in the big fight tonight, and it's all on SBW. Ooh, beautiful. <clears throat> uh, he um he didn't look. I I tell you what, the thing about Sonny Bill Williams and what Andy Lee and Monty both said is like Barry Hall reckons he's going to be scared. He's not going to be scared, Paul. So, uh, look, I will tell you what, the fifteen fifteen thousand dollars though, I would maybe be scared putting that much on an eight round boxing match because <laughs> it's boxing. <laughs> and there's judges involved. And that is a lot. Of you money. never really know. I I understand where you're coming from, uh, Louis. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be putting 15k on, but obviously uh, this man's done a study and he thinks that Sonny Bill uh, is the bet to go with, so that's what he's done. We've also got a pick the round, and I think uh, Kempi was asking about uh, picking the round more like uh, yesterday mm. morning, and the most popular round at the moment is Sonny Bill to win in the third round. At fifteen dollars, Sunny Bill to win in the third round at fifteen dollars. That's the best back. That's nice. That's nice, Paulie. Well done for putting those exotics out there and letting us have a ch- chance of getting some money tonight. Tonight against Sunny. What about the Warriors, mate? With the the teams that were named yesterday afternoon, what happened to the book? Uh, so the Warriors are now into a dollar seventy one. <laughs> the Tigers have drifted out to two dollars and ten cents. So remember, Monday morning, uh, these two were a dollar eighty seven the pair. Wow. Warriors now a dollar seventy one. Tigers out to two dollars and ten cents. I don't think we've found the the bottom of the market in terms of the Warriors. I, th- I think we'll we can probably get close to a dollar sixty, a dollar fifty five by the time they kick off on Friday night. So uh, money so far, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much all Warriors as well. Um, there's not a lot of, um, I guess, confidence in terms of the Tigers. But no, what have we none. got? We've got 14, 14 v fifteen. Yeah, and it might be that way towards the end of the year as well. Louis, Paulie, 
it's funny because we get all these texters coming through on double eight double three bagging out Kempi for being honest about the Warriors. Except you've come on here and pretty much slagged them off since the start of the season, and no, no, and no, no one seems to mind when you do it. So I don't know. You're, you're like you're like Teflon. You're, nothing sticks to you. Paulie Mohadi, same time every day, apart from Fridays. <laughs> Louis, we'll start our own touch team next year. Bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, they're not they're not they're not bagging me, mate. They're just they're just passionate Warriors supporters that you know got this dream, this hash. It's our year. Um, dream that's in their um, in their wallets, you know, because they've got this 1995 ticket that they still carry around. And I'm just telling you, it's not your year again. Well, there you go. Emphatic as always. Paulie Mighty back tomorrow. It's 28 <laughs> away from <laughs> Thanks, nine Paulie. o'clock. Some sports headlines after Araha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ, it is 27 minutes away from 9 o'clock this morning. Michael Guerin up in a minute to talk about the race. Keep texting, double eight, double three, the race, your name, and where you are around New Zealand, you could be on our self-assured dream. Um, some news out of the UK regarding Samark Tog. There was that horrendous video that popped up on social media of him, him striking a horse with a tree branch. Well, he's going to face a disciplinary hearing on Thursday after that video went viral. Mate, I got, I'm, I'm texting my daughter, is he? My daughter's up first time she's listening to the show. And she's just gone, far, you're harsh. Poor Warriors fans. <laughs> Mate, it's not just the Warriors oh. fans. It's even my daughter. She's in it too. Yeah, well, there you go, because they're, they're diehards, mate. They absolutely love it. Um, so we'll follow that Sir Mark Todd story. Monty Beetham was great to catch up with him and hear his thoughts on the Warriors, but also Sonny Bill Williams and, and what is his biggest asset. You, you talked about the mental fortitude of Sonny. I, I think it's not going to do anything. He's, he's one of those guys who have got it all in terms of physical attributes, um, the mental side, even the heart. So um, it's not going to affect Sonny. Eight three-minute rounds tonight against Barry Hall. And Dr Mark Fulcher last hour talking, well, about COVID and club rooms this year and just some precautions you can take. Your risk of of uh, infection is all determined by the amount of time you spend with people and the environment that you spend it with. If you're in a clubhouse, if you're in a change room where it's relatively small, your risk is increased. So you know, basic messages that we've had, like keep the windows open, keep some doors open, keep some airflow. These are all things that I think will help keep us all safe. Beautiful stuff, Dr. Mark Fulcher. Busy morning this morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And a couple of texts here. James, every year is our year. Up the Warriors. So take that, Kempi. And Izzy, an unnamed texter here is just filthy at you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to guess who it will be. I'll put the number in my phone. It's probably someone that I know. But surely I didn't hear that correctly. Arlo Henry, it's someone that knows Arlo very, very well because that's his middle name is getting forced to play for that dirty, dirty Christchurch rugby club. Is he dag? I'm not angry. Just disappointed. Um, so what's happened here? So what's happened here? We're talking about Matt Todd, the, the great Matt Todd. He's the great Matt he's Todd. Back, he's coming back in two weeks. Uh, his family is here. Family, Anna, and four kids. Mate, he's got four kids. He's got a tribe. Uh, he's coming back shortly. Anyway, his wife, Anna, Anna Todd. Thought it'd be a great idea to start a ripper rugby side at Christchurch Rugby Club. And she has recruited Sam Whitelock's son. And I'll tell you one thing, Sam Whitelock's son, Freddie, wow. 
Gonna be an athlete, mate. Gonna be an athlete. We were at a house a couple about a year ago. We we're at Cody Taylor's house, and Freddie was absolutely grass carting, snapping all of our kids in half on the grass. And I was like, going, "Hey, mate, Freddie, get away from my son!" And Sammy Whitelock's here with his farmer head on, going, "Good boy, boy, get in there, Freddie, get in there, Freddie." He needs um, a lead anyway, contract. So she's, yeah, he's he's going to be very good, mate. Fred Whitelock, honestly, watch this space. He's uh, pretty sharp. So anyway, he snaps Arlo in half. But anyway, Anna Todd has recruited all of the Crusaders' partners' sons and kids to go play Ripper Rugby at Christchurch Club. And Daisy came home and told me that the other day, and I was absolutely spitting tax because that's a father's job. That's a father's job to pick where your son's going to play. So he is not going to play for Christchurch. I've made that decision. He's not going to play for Christchurch. I am going to sort out the club where he is going to play. I played for Varsity, Nigel Gibbs um, club. I played for the Vipers. So potentially uh, I've got to make a decision. I don't know if it's going to be the Vipers, but it ain't going to be Christchurch. Emphatic. But Daisy is the man of the house, isn't she, Busy? No, no, she's the one man of the house, but I'm the man. All right, well, we'll, define, we'll, we'll go define some I'm roles in this break. I'm and the man. We'll, I'm the man. <laughs> we'll go define some roles, and maybe that can be the next edition of Country Clueless. The Dag Estate will work out who's... <laughs> oh, I won't say that. 22 I'm minutes away from 9 o'clock this morning. Mick Guerin talking the race, harness racing, up after this. Keep texting your name, the words, the race, and where you are around New Zealand to get into that draw. Bestest races ever. Now start from just $19.99 at Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. My dad, he loves the show. He's listening to him. Come on, Israel. When the woman put the squeeze on, we all bow down. That is from dad, and he's so right. Yep, I've seen dad bow down to mum his whole entire life, so can only agree with that. Daddy, hope you're doing well, brother. Anyway, it's Father time like to... Son. to <laughs> no, Kempe. You wait till I see you next week, brother. Looking forward to coming up. To You'll, the have to up you have to up. You'll have to line up, mate. You'll have to line up. They're lining up here, Izzy. They're lining up at the front door for having a crack at Papa T. <laughs> Is that to bow or give you a clap around mate, the ears? There'll be we'll some bowing. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> oh, you're a funny man. Anyway, it's time to talk to Mick Guerin. Hydro Flow are all geared up for the race at Cambridge Raceway, and so are we. Self-assured is representing SENZ in our slot race, and we couldn't think of a better racehorse to do. So Mick Guerin is all things harness racing, and he's fired up for this exciting concept. He's on the line. Morning, Mick. Morning, boys. You're right, I'm pumped. I'm absolutely pumped because for the first time in a long time, first time in two years, we're going to have trans-Tasman <laughs> racing because obviously we love taking on the Aussies. It's a bit of joy. But they haven't been able to come across here for obvious reasons, and we mm. haven't been able to get across via. So that obviously ends April 12th midnight. And the good news is, of course, the race is on April the 14th at Cambridge. So there's four <laughs> Aussies coming, and we can have a good old chindig. Beautiful. Who's who's going to be? Like, we've got Self Assured. I've backed Self Assured in the Cup two years ago, and it got me paid, so I'm right up and about. But who are the Aussies that could potentially... Ruin the party. We don't want to say it, but well, there's a horse called Alta Orlando, who's a former New Zealand horse. He's coming across, and he's from the best stable in Australia. He's pretty darn good. Mm. Horse called Mark Dan, and then they have two mares who both are former New Zealand mares, so female horses in stylish Memphis and Spellbound. 
But here's the little problem for our boy, self-assured. He's still the favourite, and he's still the horse mm. everybody thinks will probably win. But the new horses are very, very fast off the gate. Now, that means they have rapid acceleration at the start of the race, and that's never been self-assured's real strong point. Now, people listening to this think, well, what does that mean? Doesn't the best horse win? It's a little bit like if you were playing footy and you had the best winger in the world and you thought, okay, he'll be too good. But the other team had two world champion sprinters. They were quicker than your winger, so there was a little chance they could pit him off his game by sheer speed. That's what Mark Dan Mm. and Old Orlando can do. They can get across Mm. to the front of the field and lead the race quicker than self-assured can, which means he's going to need to chase them down. Takes him out of his comfort zone a little bit, makes the race really intriguing. So it's got a really cool buzz to it. The Aussies are absolutely loving it, boys. They are absolutely all over this. There's promos on Australian racing television. I'm doing a 10-minute show over there today. There's going to be a lot of interest because it also falls at a time where there's not much else going on in racing. Ellerslie is closed for 18 months for a great Renault. And the Australian racing goes relatively quiet that week. So all of a sudden, we have a Thursday night before Easter. Most people are bored. They're looking for a bit of fun and a responsible bet. And we have this new $900,000 race. So it has fallen together beautifully. And what they're going to do, fellas, this is a bit of class. You'll love this. They're going to, because the Australians are the visitors, they're going to get the clerk of the course to go out on the, on the track and lead the horses onto the, the track. But the Australians go first, and they follow behind the Australian boxing kangaroo flag, and they do a lap of the track, and they get announced as the Raiders and the Invaders, and they get spoken about the Aussies, and the Kiwi <laughs> horses have to wait. And then the Kiwi horses go onto the track behind a different clerk of the course with the New Zealand flag, and then they are the defenders of the New Zealand racing pride. So it's real parochial stuff. Yes. We've never seen it in New Zealand before, and I reckon, boys, it'll get people G'd up. Hey, Mick, yeah, just looking at the stats here, 38 starts, 61% win rate, 97% place rate. What are you... What are self-assured. You, of self-assured. Yeah. What are you... Yeah. you know, every, he's, a, he's, a, he's a proper horse. And everyone here he loves a pump. You, look, he's, he's 2.3, Kempi, and you can't be jumping on at 2.3 because if he draws the second line, he'll be $3.50. If he draws the front line, he might start at $1.90. But he's the clear best horse in the race, and he's won, most importantly, those winning percentages are okay, but some of those races are lead-up races, some of those races are races where he's been off handicaps, and it's really hard to win. The big dance is he's won a New Zealand Cup and an Auckland Cup. He's won the two biggest races in New Zealand, and he's won them both. Mm. So he's the best horse in the race. So... Uh, our man, Hutchie, shopped, shopped well. He got the best horse, so that means people who are <laughs> going to be part of that competition have the best chance of winning some coin, and he has yeah. the best ever, best ever trainer in New Zealand racing history of either code. That's Mark Purden. The guy is an absolute freak. He's even better mm. on a world scale than Jamie Richards, and I don't say that lightly. So we're in a mm. really cool spot. But the barrier draw, which is going to be streamed live on the Saturday before the race, is going to be absolutely crucial to what odds self-assured starts at and how the race shape looks. So, gosh, there's a lot of things in play here. And I thought it might be a race where he might just turn up and dominate. But these Aussies and their different racing style and their natural early speed are going to make the race. This is Cambridge, April 14th. 
really, really tricky and really interesting. We've got the best horse, but they are going to gang up on him. Mick, tell us about South Coast Arden, mate, because South Coast Arden seems to, well, he hasn't, had a, he hasn't been locked in until, I think, has he maybe just been locked in, or he's going to obviously run, but this seems to be the threat and the one that's been pushing self-assured recently and looks like it has a bunch of upside. Is that going to be the second favourite, do you suspect, or close in the market? Look, look, Louis, he, he, he's a big, strong dumb sort of a horse. He just gets rolling along. <laughs> if you were talking earlier about self-assured being fast, he's Kieran Reed. He's just going to keep coming and rolling along and just going. Not that Kieran Reed's dumb, I shouldn't <laughs> But anyway, you know what I mean. He's just big and strong and, and he's annoying because he just, he's just going to get in your way. If he gets to the lead, he's going to be hell hard to beat because he just loves Cambridge. He won the jewels there. Last time he led in a race where self-assured was in it, he beat self-assured. But if he doesn't get to the front, he doesn't have that nippy acceleration. So he's the horse who the barrier draw is really crucial for. Um, he can win the race, but as I said, that barrier draw the Saturday before is going to be hugely detrimental or positive to his chances. To give you an indication, if South Coast Arden draws barrier three, because the mares, the girls, they have to draw the inside two barriers. Barriers one and two go to the girls. So the best a male can draw is barrier three. He draws barrier three, he starts $2.80. He draws barrier eight or nine or ten, he starts seven, eight, ten, eleven, twelve dollars That's how much of a difference it makes to a horse like him mm. because he has to race on the speed. So, um, yeah, he's a lovely, big, strong horse for a very popular guy in racing called Brent Mangos, but I think he's the horse who the Australians really affect because they'll be a little bit too nippy for him in the early stages. Mick, very, very quickly, speaking of Brett Mangos, this weekend we've got the 2022 Derby at Alex Park, the group won over 2,700 metres, so the three-year-olds are going at it. Akuta, $1.40 at the moment, Beach Bull, seven fifty. Can anyone stop Akuta in the Derby? No, it'll win and it'll pay $1.20. So always bet responsibly, but if you're having a multi-bet on the footy or the league <laughs> or anything else this week, Take $1.40 for a cooter and just get your extra money and then you can afford another cappuccino. Or if you're the other way inclined, if you like your drink slightly <laughs> different, you can afford one of those next week as well. But a cooter will be winning the derby at Alexandra Park on Friday night, lads. When it comes to sporting dairying, horticulture, equine, sheep and beef, Hydrofloat, lead from the punt. That's Mickey G, Michael Guerin there updating us on the race. Izzy, we need to choose someone. We need to pull a name out of the hat for our self-assured dream, the person that's going to be on the squadron as we head towards the race. We're going to do that after this. Keep texting. I've double got eight, one. double three. I've got one. The race. Come see me. Or hooker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got like, it's like it's like you think that somehow Joe's just going to be asleep at the wheel and just pull your name out regardless. It's not going to happen. Well, Joe's, he's done it twice, Joe. What about, what about this one? Kimpy is on the money about the Warriors. What is worse, the Warriors, the White Ferns, or Izzy's <laughs> tips? Dave, whack! Just before nine AM, Dave goes whack. Oh, Dave, back with a winner after this on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Stuff for your face and body. It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.